choking to death oh you didn't know i'm choking to death welcome back right. to the show oh, it's road dog and cassie <laughs> and you're listening to oh you i said that already crap your face um, looks like it's about to explode because i literally was uh choking to death trying to take that last drink of uh vodka right before yeah, we went on the air jeepers creepers <laughs> right before <laughs> <Jeepers> <laughs> you know um, man, how are you? What are we? I'm doing good. Going? Is this like, an episode of Oh You Didn't Know? It is, and it sounds like me and you're both dying in the middle of it for some reason. But yeah, we're going to be I, cranking one out today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> an episode. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, an episode. An episode. An episode. Yeah. I got it. I get it now. Because look, at my age, it's manual labor. Uh, so I try not to crank at all. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, uh, we're also a week I out digress. from. We're also a week out from Thanksgiving. Speaking of cranking one out. Oh uh, man, that's my favorite holiday of the year. Yeah, you don't have to buy gifts. You don't have to. All you have to do is eat. Yeah. Watch football. Fart and I guess and sleep some and then eat again. And and people get mad when you don't eat. To oblivion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, well, I try to, look, I try to oblige them. Yeah. <clears throat> That's all. I just eat a lot, and then I poop. Pooped. Poop, poop. Um, yeah, no, we eat. Look, That's my favorite holiday. Mm. It, Halloween, you got to work for it. You know what I mean? You got to go out and put in some leg work. You got to get some steps in. Um, and Christmas, you got to go out and buy and shop and Black Friday and Thursday and six days Cyber to Monday Sunday. and yeah, yeah, all Archer that stuff. Archer so tree. I say, bring on the food. Um, you've got. We'll, we'll get into more Thanksgiving talk, but let's let's start with this. Okay. Ham or turkey on Thanksgiving? Mm, I like both. If you had to pick one, mm, I'd probably go with ham. Okay, I know only- t- t- turkey is the traditional and and. Uh, Conventional wisdom would say turkey, but but turkey is temperamental. Like if you yeah, took very. turkey too too long, I don't, I'm not I'm not down. You know what I mean? And so it's so it's that's why I choose ham because I don't know if I'm going to roll the dice on the turkey. You know what I mean? All right, I'm going to give you only <clears throat> four sides for your Thanksgiving dish with your ham. What are you going with? Mm. Well, dressing. Okay. Uh, my wife's dressing that she cooks. Oh, she cooks like yeah. a sausage dressing. Does uh, she? Yeah, yeah. It's and she makes it. Mail me some. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. I just would get a pocket full, bring it up to you. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So they got to have the dressing. Oh man, I don't know because we make everything at the house. We I make, yeah, uh, green beans. I'm going to have to have a vegetable in there, I guess. But look, I love the rolls and the mac and cheese and uh, uh, the desserts, the chocolate pecan oh, pies. And, you know what I mean? Like all of that is is so good. It's like hard to 
nailed down. Like that's what I see all the time on on the internet is like pick three, and there's a picture of four <laughs> of my favorite things, and I go uh, suck it, pick two uh, <laughs> words for you, uh, because I'm not. I'm not playing your game. I'm going to eat all four of them. And I'm going to go buy some now because you told me I couldn't. Um, (laughs) And so that's what, like, I do. I see that all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But sometimes I see it and I go like, yeah, I don't even like that. So, yeah, I would not take that one. That's for sure. (laughs) Do you you eat sweet potato casserole with the meal or as a dessert? Mm. Uh, with, with the meal, probably yeah, it probably still yeah. has some candied pecans on top oh, or some yeah. kind of that something. Marshmallow or other. fluff, yeah, marshmallow, and but uh, but yeah, it's on the plate uh, because there's pies, yeah. there's pies to be to be dealt with. You know what I mean? Oh, I love them. I love them all. I love pumpkin pie. I love sweet potato pie. Uh, <laughs> Will it shut your I, mouth? <laughs> The sweet potato pie will shut my Ooh, mouth. I tell you what, it will. If it don't, yeah. I'll shut it for you. <laughs> uh, no, it's. I love the. I love Thanksgiving, man. Everything, everything good. And to be quite honest, got a lot to be thankful for. Think about uh, this time next week. We're gonna be chowing down on it. Oh man. Huh? I can't wait. Yeah. To be alone with my baby tonight. <laughs> oh, and my baby. You know, you know my turkey got me and mashed potatoes. <laughs> My turkey's got me wrapped around a little wingy. I love walking in, and if it's the turkey or the ham, whatever the meat's there. Yeah. Getting a piece, go ahead and dragging it through the leftover mashed potato, just as a flyby. Yeah. You know, yeah, after yeah. we've all ate, and it's just kind of oh, sitting there. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I really can't. <laughs> I'm dripping right now. I got them. I'm sorry. Well, this uh, is what we should call. This is what we. Hey, should you know call what we did though. You know what we did one. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You know no. what we did one year, Italian, and because and we just had Italian. Fantastic. Food. Yeah, it was awesome. My my daughter, my youngest daughter is actually my middle daughter's a good cook too, uh, and my wife. They're actually all three really good cooks. But my youngest daughter does some crazy crap and uh, with some desserts and stuff. But she also does uh, like you get it at. at uh, it's it's frita. Uh, what? Something frita, lasagna frita or something like that at at uh, Olive Garden, and it's it's like lasagna pieces with cheese, but then deep fried. Like it, what? It's, it's yeah, it's it's uh, very cool, and and you get lasagna. Yeah, I think it's lasagna frita, or frite for you know how to spell f r i t t e. Something like that. I don't know how to spell it. I'm not. I'm not a tag. But yeah, she she made that, and so yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, and we talked about that again this year, but for Christmas. Now you make you're making me want to pitch my family on it this year. Yeah, I'll well, probably be mad because it's a week out. They've something. already bought it. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> like we're not changing this late in the game. You know what though? You could eat that next Sunday. That's true. We can. You just That's eat true. it any Sunday and say thank you, God for waking me up today another big old meal in my face and my family around me that's it (laughs) dip a roll in this gravy thank you lord (laughs) all right look before we get started we got to get our meme of the week we don't know what it's going to be and it's going to just pop up on the screen and we react i hope it makes me spit this drink here we go when your older brother says he'll drive you to the alice in chains concert and (laughs) (laughs) it's not is that white boggs yes 
And he's with Raven and the flock. Yeah. Look at Kidman. That's so good. Is that? I was really my eye, but who's the, uh, who's this, who was that on the far? That's Scotty Riggs behind Raven, but who's that on the far? Is that Canyon? Sick boy. Yeah, but who's sick boy? Was, who was he? Is he somebody? Are you talking about on the far right? Yes. The tall guy or the short guy? Yeah, the tall guy. The tall guy. I know the other one's Billy Kidman. I just don't know who sick boy was. Who is it? I didn't follow sick boy's work. I think that's Blue Meanie. Robert Scott Vick was his name. How about I'm, that? I'm being told by the truck. Sick boy. Sick boy. They call Lance him Vic Ringo. boy. Lance Ringo. He's 6'2", 250. Trained Good at the night. WCW Power, Power Plant. Power Plant. How about that? He made his professional debut on Nitro as Lance Ringo and lost to a man called Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, I wonder whatever happened to him. I think he went on to teach stretching. Okay. <laughs> Lord, I tell you what, I could probably be taught a thing or two about that because I'm about as limber as a friggin' matchstick. I only think stretchy in my life is my sweatpants I have to wear to work. <laughs> yeah. And half of them are, are moaning and groaning when I go to grab them. They're holding off their life. <laughs> yeah, but they're comfortable. All right, dog. Uh, let's go back in time. We, somehow we've got to talk meme. a little bit of wrestling. We could talk the whole time on Thanksgiving. but Or just Wade Boggs. <laughs> Hanging out with Raven's flock. <laughs> he was around a lot. Uh, you know who he was real good friends with was uh, Mr. Perfect. Was Kurt Hennigan them. Really? Yeah, yeah. a lot of them Minnesota boys hung out with uh, did Wade just, Boggs. Did you just know him from Minnesota or was he a wrestling fan? I think he was a fan. And, That's uh, awesome. And yeah, and so they got to know him, and then they were friends. You know what I mean? Um, That's pretty strong right there. Boss man and them like went hunting and stuff. Really? Yeah. Hello, <clears throat> Boggs. Yeah. Hanging out with the boys. Yeah, that's All right. cool. We're going to talk about Survivor Series 2018, one of the most newsworthy pay-per-views oh. in WWE history. History. Dog. We got a lot to dive into. Let's okay. dive into it. We're coming out of Crown Jewel. TV is taped in England. Right. Uh, you right, just right. By the way, you just in current day just had a lot of England trips going right, over. Right. Right. Uh, and brands. down, mate. Both brands went, Hello, went over. Went over. Went over. Governor went over to England. Governor, governor. as well as Germany. Like I don't speak good. They went down the lane. They went down. <laughs> they went down the lane on the cobblestone. They went and they razor blades. <laughs> A bit of fish and chips for you, right? Uh, oh, hey, I'll tell you the truth. What? Love me some fish and chips. Come Love on. me some fish and chips. Especially over there when they have the mushy peas too. Good God, Gertie, 10, 20, peas. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? It's almost like, ooh. I think they're just peas, but they call them mushy peas, and I think sometimes they're mushed up, And but they're delicious, bro. They, they are. They're. I like their food over there because I'm fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> mushy peas, gotcha? Yeah, I wasn't ready for you to be a big fan of mushy peas. Google it and see. Make nah, sure I, I don't. My wife will divorce me if she sees that on my... Oh my Google search. 
I ain't Googling mushy peas. I said peas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know exactly what you said. <laughs> Sometimes you make me laugh so hard I get a headache. <laughs> mushy peas. Yeah, mushy peas are good, man. What's it look like? Dom, pull up a picture of I don't know. Mushy peas. I'll tell you what you don't want or what I don't personally don't want to eat over there is a steak. Um, I know they have good steak, but but I don't know where to find them. Um, oh, you tried it and it wasn't good. Yeah, I just not a not a fan. Uh, Does <clears throat> mushy but, peas go with goober peas? Do we know? It, it could. It could. You could put them on on goober peas. Peas like. eating what goober are, peas. What are goober peas to you? <laughs> The well, goober bo- peas are boiled peanuts. Oh, oh, my bad. That's what they really are. Did you know oh, that? I, no, I didn't. But you've heard the song. Yeah. You're from no, the South. Never, I was about never to say. in my life have I heard that song. Are you really? I'm from the South, but like, not really. Peas, you know I mean? peas, eating goober peas? Never heard it before in my life. Wow. That's only an Alabama thing, I think. Oh, boiled peanuts is a good piece. Hey, we do eat a lot of boiled peanuts around here in Jay, though. Uh, good peanuts around here. And cotton. There, oh, there's my. the mushy peas. That looks disgusting. It, but it, you know what it is? It's just peas. Do you like peas? Right, but mushy peas looks bad. <laughs> I don't know why, but... I, I get it. I, I think it's it. calling them mushy I, peas. I like it. Yeah, Just let's just say... Uh, I can deal with squishy. mashed peas. Can I like say, mashed taters. Can we say squish, squishy peas? Are they squishy? <laughs> no. no. It looks like avocado. Yeah, mashed peas. What if we called them mashed peas? And you just dip other stuff with it? You're not just eating a scoop. Oh, I was just eating them by the scoop. I, I hope that's how you're supposed to do it with a oh spoon. Oh, my gosh. But I was doing that, a steak fries and degum uh, fish with that uh, malt vinegar. A little bit of vinegar. Talk about, mate. Oh, yeah. To my stomach, mate. Right. Throw up. I ate so much, I got (laughs) sick and throwed up. (laughs) I bet the Peaky Uh, Blinders ate mushy peas. Shut up, we'll stab you. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like waffles. I'll kick your nuts, you. The U after was the good. Was, oh, God. Yeah. We've lost him. We've got Piper down. A Piper is down. We've got Yellow Wiggle down. I repeat, yeah. the Yellow Wiggle is down. I look like a wrecked school bus now. <laughs> you, I thought you said a school bus has wrecked them. <laughs> Both. Both. Oh, Lord. Oh. If, I were in, if I were juvenile, I'd be mature. Yeah, no, there's, we are definitely juvenile here. Yeah, yeah, um, delinquents at that. I don't even I know how we got taxes now. I ain't saying on nothing about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got on this track because we mentioned England. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. right, because we were doing SmackDown over there, mate. Is it different when you film TV in England compared to America? Um. That seems real boring after the mushy pea talk, but that's no, no, no. no. It's not. It's not boring. It's it's not really any different, to be quite okay. honest with you. Of course, the plugs are different, and the thing, you know, what I mean, life is a little bit different. Uh, but as far as getting to a building, executing uh, the production of television, kind of the same. You know what I mean? That now, 
after that, when you, when you, uh, because that's pretty granular, you know what I mean? Like it's to use a Jeff Jarrett word. Um, that that's production of television. Now, the bigger picture, you get outside of that a little and you go like, okay, well, so this is the, the people in America are going to, or, or how does, I don't know, I forget how that works, but so, some way there's six hour difference and these people already know and these people, and so they, they don't kayfabe it, they spoil it on the internet and I'm confused about how the six hour difference works, but, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it does, I swear to God. And, uh, and so th- there are different things that, that are problematic, uh, when it goes to, to filming over there. But as far as the production of TV, it's, it's what we, how we do it and what we do it with. And it's, you know, you got a headset on, I you yell at people and light him up. God. <laughs> <laughs> Rise uh, up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> that was a good full circle right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It always is. Uh, you know? the, the plan is to build two interpromotional matches between the two brands with the women's champions facing off, the men's champs facing off, tag teams, etc. Yep. Uh, how do you figure out with the Raw writing team how this is going to go? Do you just start pitching ideas? What if this? What if that? Yeah, 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 and and look, you do have to you do have to meet in the middle here, and you do have to give and and take and and look for me a lot of the times, uh, it was give, 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 and and I never got any back. You know what I mean? So I just felt like sometimes because Raw's the flagship, and I was the writer of SmackDown, and this was right when times were a changing and things were moving to different. You know what I mean? So so, uh. It was, it was, a, I forgot what we were talking about here. I'm a lot sorry. of them telling you what was going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's, it's the original question, I guess, was, uh, is it any different? Is that what you, what we had talked about? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. How, you and raw writing team figuring out who's oh, going to go. Oh, Manelli. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a lot of going back and forth and, and coming up with your own stuff that you would like to do and then saying, Hey, we would like to do this. Is that possible? But you know, you go in there wanting the best for your, for your brand, but also you got to kind of give, get what, you know, what's best for the company and what's best for both shows. And so you give and take and, and it's not easy. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, yeah there, there has to be a mediator, right? Somebody's got to be the final say. And, uh, does it get, kn- does it get contentious? I, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe behind, closed doors with other with the lead writer of that brand and me and my guys over here maybe so like god darn we're just gonna give them the the moon you know what i mean (laughs) whatever like stuff like that but i don't think there's i don't think there's any contention excuse me i just think it's a little little bit of sibling rivalry almost as close as i can get it i'm not gonna be mad at the guy because he gets Roman Reigns in a trade or he get, you know what I mean? Like, or they get more victories that night than, than SmackDown or something like that. Now, look, have I, have I gone behind to my guys and, and, and said like, and we fussed about how many victories Raw's going to get. And we're not, yeah, of course, but we didn't really say anything about it. We just fussed into each other because, uh, <laughs> because it's, it's really trivial. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, okay, we're not, we're not going to get you. I'm not saying you don't fight for what you, what you feel like you, you deserve and you, and you do, but that's, then it's up to you and your argument skills. You know what I mean? (laughs) Who wins the argument? Um, is Vince, how is Vince on these types of matches and gimmicks? Is he more hands-on 
or was so, he the so yeah, same? Yes, yes, but but he has to be um, because, as I mentioned a, a second ago, there has to be a, a mediator. Like it's, it, I, have, I say, I yeah, somebody has to go. Okay, I like what you have here, and you we're not doing that, but we're going to use that on his side, and he's going to do that on you. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, he gets to say, and and look, that's how it has to go. You know what I mean? Like you can't. What are you going to do? We got a hung jury here. We don't know yeah. who's going to. Braun Strowman's not going to get a victory tonight because you know what I mean. Like, and then you go like, really go go ahead if that's what you need to do. If that's what we need to do. Uh, on Raw, the decision is made to have Seth Rollins drop the Raw Tag Team Titles after Dean Ambrose turned on him the month before and was defending them by himself to AOP Dog. What were your thoughts on Authors of Pain? Oh, I thought you were going to ask something about. Mm. Kevin Sullivan. Um, no, the authors, <laughs> yeah. authors of pain. Look, I'm a tag team guy. So I, I love the, the dudes. Like it's, it's, you have the, uh, for, for me, and I know they're not, they're not twins, but for me, you have twin magic in the, in the man, in men's category. And they're both big, huge guys, uh, international dudes, you know, that were really learning how to work on a, on a, on a high level. Uh, down there at NXT with the teams they were working with and the uh, production that that they were learning, the, the production rate that at which they were learning. Like, holy mackerel, the sky was the limit. So I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'd love to see those guys back. Uh, Baron Corbin is acting general manager on Raw and will be serving as the captain of the Raw team, mm. even though he wasn't going to be in the match. It also will have a women's team matchup against each other. What do you think of the traditional five on five survivor series matches? I love them. I, I love them. And look, the, the, uh, the first time I ever, and this is, this is a true story for, I was in the Marine Corps. I was, uh, in the school of infantry in Jacksonville, North Carolina. And I wrote, I drove <clears throat> with a buddy to Charlotte to stay at my brother's house who lived in Charlotte at the time was wrestling for Crockett or whatever. And, and so I went and stayed at his apartment and we got a pay-per-view and it was survivor series. And it was the first time I'd ever seen WWE WWF ever. And I'm 19 years old. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, I thought it was stinking awesome. Like it was the stars that were on there and don't, when I say I'd never seen WWE, I just never watched one of their televisions or anything. I knew who their stars were uh, just by way of magazines and re- wrestling talk and all, all that. So I knew who who was there. But man, th- th- we started watching that pay-per-view and the first match out of the gate, and I, I'm probably getting this wrong, but like it was Earthquake and, and uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and a million dollar man. And I mean, it was just like a, 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 a boss man might've been in there. It was a, a star packed first match on this pay-per-view. And I just remember thinking like, how, how do you follow this? And they, and I, and I, I'd never seen a survivor series match or, or I don't know that I've seen an elimination match at this point in my, in my life. You know what I mean? Much less a, five on five elimination match. Uh, so I don't know. It was super cool and a cool moment in my, in my life that I'll never forget. Uh, and it was just sitting there in my brother, Brad's apartment alone. Uh, he wasn't even there. Brad wasn't even there. <laughs> he was traveling the roads 
Um, and so, yeah, I got to watch that pay-per-view and that was, that was special to me. Um, but, but it just made me think like, well, for one, the story made me think about my brother, Brad, uh, but, but go in there and, and see in Survivor Series. So then I see all that, I see all that star power. And then I, I come to where we're now, uh, having to book one and look, some of the talent ain't as big as some of the talent they were when you compare them to whatever this, whatever the year, this had to have been 88 maybe. Oh, wow. Uh, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 weeks. August. Uh, I don't know, man. It might've been, it might've been 87. No, it was 88. It had to have been 88. Um, this was 88 was the second survivor series. Yeah. And, and, and do you remember the first, do you see who the first match was? Ultimate warrior beefcake, Sam Houston, the blue blazer <laughs> and Jim Brunzel defeated honky tonk man, Ron Bass, Danny Davis, Greg Valentine and bad news Brown. Okay. So I was way wrong on the thing, but like, I, re- you know what? I don't think that was the one I'm talking about. You think it was 87? No. Or 89. God, it had to have been there. 89 was Boris Zukov and Paul Roma. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it must've been that first one because that's about the, that was the talent that was around. And then the dream team, Dusty Rhodes, Brutus Beefcake, Red Rooster, Tito Santana yeah. defeated the enforcers, big boss man, bad news, Brown, Rick Martell and honky tonk, man. That yeah. was 89. So that, that's probably it. That's probably it. Like that, that, that feels like the star power that I remember. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a, a bit, there was a lot of star power in there. So I, 87 was beefcake, Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, Randy Savage, Ricky steamboat, miss Elizabeth defeated dangerous. Danny Davis, Harley race, Hercules, honky tonk man, and Ron Bass with Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart. <sighs> I want to think, I honestly want to say now that it was, uh, it was 87. That was the first ever one. It was 87. It was 87. Because I, I, I remember now we got off. Uh, that sounded weird. We got uh, 96. We got four days off for Thanksgiving. And that's why I went. But I was in the School of Infantry then. So, yeah, it would have been 87. I went in August of 87 to boot camp. Okay. And so that would have. That held at Ridgefield Coliseum in Ohio. Yep. That's it's eighty seven is the one. Ooh. Yeah. I'm nice. Old, I'm old AF dog. <laughs> what about the jumping bomb angels? You know them? Uh, no. Yeah, Who they were in they? there. They survived. JBA? The jumping bomb angels. <laughs> A female Japanese wrestling tag team. Oh, I do know who they Tateno are. Tateno and Yamazaki. Mm-hmm. I know. I speak. What a great me. name, the Jumping Bomb Angels. Yeah, yeah. Strong name. Yeah, it is the Jumping Bomb Angels. Let me bring that back. Yeah, we might. Um, JBA. Also, at this time, when we go back to Survivor Series 2018, uh, Nia Jax turns heel to work with Ronda Rousey. Um, Jax seems to be a better heel now than a babyface. Um, I mean, now that we've seen her work heel for so long, yeah. Do you, do you, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I agree with that, but I totally see where you, where you would come to that conclusion. Like just cause we're in it. It's hard to not see it. You're, I, I totally agree. Um, and, um, 
here, here, this is a philosophical question, and it really varies from from person to person as as the answer you'll get. Because I think there's there's legitimate feelings all the way around. So her as a baby face is hard to get heat on uh, because she's so much larger than any of the other women. You know what I mean? So it's hard to uh, for her to sell and be believable to a uh, Shotzi Blackheart or, uh, whoever we're talking about here. You know right. what I mean? So, so it's, so, so that's, you're kind of swimming upstream if you go in that. However, I totally loved her as a, uh, spokesperson for love yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's totally, uh, empowering and I have daughters and I, I think that's, there's totally a, a spot for that kind of baby face. Um, again, she just has to be dominant. You know what I mean? And, and, and at some point the dominant baby face needs a legitimate opponent. You know what I mean? And so, so interesting, interesting to see where they go with her, uh, in the future creatively, you know, and also, I don't know. I, I, I see that both. I see that both ways. And I say this jokingly a lot. I go both ways. Um, but I, I do for the right amount of money. Uh, I thought we were talking about 1987. You said nine, you said 2018. We skipped ahead. Yeah, oh. oh, okay. My bad. I was uh-huh. thinking Nia was there. Uh-huh. Girl <laughs> yeah, looks good. She, she defeated the jumping bomb angel. <laughs> By herself. By herself. She yeah, it looked like a million bucks doing it. <laughs> On uh, SmackDown for that week, the show was built around a storyline between Miz and Brian and how yeah. they were going to build Team SmackDown for Survivor Series. These two always work together. We've talked about that many times when we brought them up. They are just awesome and magic yeah. when you put them I, in the pot together. Yeah, they are. It's like oil and vinegar on my sub. You know what I mean? Like, I got to have them both there. Oh. Uh, well, I'm just hungry, actually. Uh, but but these cats have such chemistry, whether it's with a microphone or, or with their boots laced up. So it's just, anytime you can get these two cats on TV together, you do it. You know what I mean? They were, they were that kind of guys. Uh, they were those here, kind of guys. They were. Here's an interesting one. If okay. you, we also saw Rey Mysterio and Andrade almost face off as Ooh, well yeah but you had seen them as a long-term tag team that might have helped him get that rub from ray yeah yeah well it would have for sure it would have for sure but but i don't know that he needed it boy you would have thought uh when i wanted to book uh ray mysterio versus him uh you would have thought i i tried to uh I don't know. It made some people really mad. Like you're going to really? get that on TV. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, a lot of real, uh, wrestling purist. And, and it was like, that's a pay-per-view main event. You know what I mean? Like what? And look, I don't disagree with them. Uh, but let's, let's give it to them. Let's show them what they're going to pay for later when there's some story behind it. You know what I mean? Let's show, let how much is they just have a match out here. That's that doesn't mean, doesn't mean much, but they have this match and this match is two and a half segments long and it's friggin' fantastic. And they do stuff that you ain't seen done and they are incredible. Like I, I will pay to see that again, because as we speak, we're only paying nine ninety nine anyway. And so, so right. I will pay to see that match again, especially if you spend some time and tell me a story with these guys, uh, over a period of time. And then they face each other again. Maybe there's a stipulation, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. I got the same argument from the same crowd, uh, when I wanted to do Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, um, because I just feel like it's the best of what we have 
the best of the best, uh, why wouldn't you put that on your television show? You know what I mean? Like your television show where all those big television rights fees and revenue comes in. Like why wouldn't you want to make that compelling every week? And sometimes you break glass in case of emergency or sometimes you just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. But when you have a match the caliber of Rey Mysterio and uh, Andrade at the time, uh, Dude, I, I don't know, but but people tuned in, in to see it. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm in too. And that's what, like, I I was writing the show, so it was like, well, I'm in. All we got to do is sell it to Vince now. You know what I mean? And 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 it was like, he sees the marketability there. He sees the the promotability there. Like, yeah, let's do that. And, and we ended up doing that match like three times. <laughs> wow. We ended up doing it a bunch of more times. Um, and look, I, I can hear people being angry at me for laughing at something like that but man it's tv and it's 52 weeks a year and we don't just do one show we do like four so uh you know what i mean like you gotta you gotta you gotta keep moving and keep throwing content out there and sometimes you gotta shake things up a little bit and and make people go whoa what are they doing over there what are they doing that for and sometimes it's just for television ratings (laughs) Because that's what uh, that's what your boss yells at you about when they're not good. <laughs> uh, there's also a plan for a tag team Survivor Series match. Boy, that's a lot of man meat. That is meat of men. <laughs> that, of is, meat. that is men who have met and will meet, and a lot of Oof. meat a lot as of well. Yeah. I want to be all up in there. Special <laughs> guest referee with like pockets full of KY. I, I don't know I where that came. Yeah, I'm sorry. Dressing. Dressing. I should have said sausage dressing. But, uh. You know, you didn't. I didn't. You went straight to jelly. All yeah. right. Becky Lynch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Becky Lynch came out to a big ovation, even though she was still a heel. We've talked about that as well. Yeah. It looked like she had all the makings of a big time star. Um, yeah, she you- was. This was the time. This was her time that she was. She was on fire and we were all, you know, swimming upstream a little bit during this period of time, but that's, that's what it was. And that's what we were doing. <laughs> that's it's like, she, we, we did, it wasn't like we didn't have ears. Uh, we, we heard what was going on. Uh, and, and when I say we, it just wasn't everybody, you know what I mean? Was the, the, uh, also the original plan was Brock versus AJ and Rousey versus Becky Lynch mm-hmm. at Survivor Series. But two big things took place that changed the course of nature. Oh, the most infamous one is Nia Jax fracturing Becky Lynch's nose in the Raw oh. and SmackDown's women brawl. Are you backstage at that show, dog? I am. And, uh, and, and look, I don't want you to throw it up. Uh, because I want everybody, because I think everybody who's listening to this totally remembers that picture of her in the in the crowd and SmackDown blue shirt on, blood all over her face, and but but proud as a peacock and looking Irish and bloody and and bad apple man. That's that's there she is. <laughs> yeah, there she is. Uh, what, what do you, you know? And it's, and it all, it all came down to fate. You know what I mean? I think I spit on the camera. I'm so excited. <laughs> the reaction, the visual, everything was, yeah. looked so good. It's reported at the time that Becky versus Rhonda was decided upon that night. 
that it would happen at WrestleMania. Did you know that to be the plan? I did not know that it was made that night. Like I, I heard about it soon after, but I, I just didn't know it was something that I, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine the flight home and the conversation that was had. If me and you were driving home and look, I can't afford a dead gum chicken basket, but, but uh, much less a, a billion dollar wrestling company. But if, if me and you were driving down the road after that show, what would we have been talking about? That, that, that visual, that image, that, that man, that's, that's, everything she's she's beautiful she's uh irish she's red hair the blue and the red blood and the like it was just so visual and so uh it's so weird dude to see such a beautiful woman covered in blood and and you don't go like oh bless your heart you go like hell yeah you know what i mean like, right. you, like it's that's not normal or or probably cool or anything to, to feel like that. But that's the feeling. That's the feeling that came out of that. It was like, hell yes, I would follow her. And you know, she's on a horse in front of all the thing, you know what I mean? Right <laughs> next to Mel Gibson. And she's going like, we're going to kick, kick that asses. <laughs> and then she like takes blood and puts just three fingers of blood across her face. And there they go. Like, yeah. Well, I'm following. That's, that's my girl. You know what well, I mean? Sadly, with Becky's injury, she could not wrestle at Survivor Series, but it helped make the WrestleMania main event start to take yeah. shape. Uh, and that's the bigger picture, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, Looking at all the, times. That's the biggest picture, 24-7, 365. You know what I mean? Is is that Mania card and that, that show. Um, not saying that the other shows get neglected, but, but that show is always in sight. Every year for 11 months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you, since you are back there, I got to ask the fight between Becky and Nia in the ring during Raw. Yeah. How real did it get? Was there heat on Nia after this, or was just something that happens when you play fight? Yeah, so, so that's that's just what happens. And look, I don't think it got real. I think it was an accident, but it was an accident that landed. You know what I mean? It's a lot of time that happens. A lot of times, thank. God and heaven above, it doesn't happen to your nose every time. Sometimes it's in the side of the head. Sometimes it's in the jaw. It's in the ribs. It's in the, you know what I mean? Like, so you play, you play wrestling at a hundred miles an hour right. or, or, or as fast as this body will go and hit another body at that speed or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're, things are going to happen. So, so that's, to me, it's, it's part of the gig. And if you come back selling or come back mad, it don't look it don't look good on you. You know what I mean? You got to come back and go, "Hey, good stuff out there. Sorry about that. Whatever." You know, but but you but you come back, you you gloss it over and you say, "No, that's good for the business." And and it sounds hokey, but how good for the business was it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was it was literally good for the business. Now, having said that, that's not I'm not climbing under a a, a TV uh table and gigging myself that just happened you know what i mean and then that made the moment more organic and real because it really just happened it, we really saw what it made it happen you know what i mean we uh we could rewind it and like holy mackerel now naya's uh a, a, a crippler you know what i mean <laughs> like she's put her out of business and and busted her face open and holy mackerel so i it was great it was great for business man 
speaking on the business end, Charlotte is chosen to be Becky's replacement. That makes the most sense, of course. Uh, yeah. You can throw Charlotte into any big time match, and it makes sense. Well, and look, that's what <laughs> you know. That's what people got mad about it then too. Like people were hot about, but and it was still on the Charlotte, and it was just a it was just a pick pick a pick a side, Charlotte or Becky, and because they're both they're both working. They're both great. So, so, and, and the hardcore fans had picked a side and they picked Becky and look, I get it. It was, it was Becky's time to shine, but, but the injury happened. And so, so imagine the conversation who would get that, who would get that chance, who deserves that chance, who deserves that chance without having to qualify or, or earn the spot. You know what I mean? Like who can you throw in there? Uh, that has championship credentials and, 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 and that's Charlotte flair. So people can get mad all they want. All right. As we continue, or maybe Mel- nobody got mad about that. And I just made all that up to be um, a bitter old man. They probably got mad at it. Hey, get off my lawn. You they get mad at everything. I know, but it's we all people. get mad at something. It's people. At some can point. I tell us a quick story real quick? Yeah, it's your show. I went to the dead gum, uh, Falcons, Titans game. The Titans have uh, uh, two quarterbacks. One, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Is it Ryan Tannehill? Yes. Uh, he's out now. The Will dude Levis. I watched play was Will Levis. And, Will, uh, Will Levis. <laughs> yeah, Will Levis. And he did a dang good job, too. A good, he did a hell of a job. Um, and they won. Uh, but. They have another quarterback that they put in and do like the Wildcat and do some Blake different. Willis. Yeah. They boo him every time he comes in. And they and and I heard a guy behind me yelling at Coach Vrabel, like, why are you putting him in? What are you doing? And I and I want to turn around and go, like, you friggin' moron. It's <laughs> like you're sitting in the stands, jackass. You know what I mean? He's coach Mike Vrabel. Uh, I think that's his name. He's a coach of the Titans. I don't know if you know that or not, but you're you're a, you're a programmer for uh, AT and T, right? Yeah. Why don't you go do that? You know, it, it just made me so. And he wasn't the only one. Like it was a. It was they. The whole place where Mike Vrabel kept telling him he was like doing his arms, like shut up, don't boo. He's on your team, you idiots. Right. And it you know literally because he thinks it gives him the best shot to win. Exactly. And he's, all... a, and he's a coach at the professional level. Like what, what, what makes you think for one second that you're better or smarter than him when it comes to the game of football. And it let me know that it's not wrestling fans alone. Oh, it's yeah. human nature to think you're better than everybody else. And that's sin. And it's, it's a sinful flesh that we're covered with. We just think we're better than everybody. And truth is, we think we're all kings and queens and we're all, uh, you know, royalty and I'm a special, this is special, I'm special. No, we're just some little ants marching around until our time's over and we're doing the best we can uh, all to try to get along and do what we can. But don't boo the guy on your own stinking team. Like he's on the team and the coach voted to put him in right now. Booing him makes you look stupid. So if you don't mind looking stupid, continue to boo. Okay, thank you. That's my rant. It made me mad, dude. It hurt It hurt my heart because I saw the coach going like, what are you doing? 
I'm put, yeah. this is a play I'm running. And, and the, like, kid, the, the kid's trying to do his best. He did nothing to them. He, no, he's doing his best and he's on my team. Like, right. oh, I just want to slap uh, that. I just wanted to slap the dude. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's probably not a good, uh, right. you right. know, st- like business strategy. Yep. That was a good call on you. Good yeah. call. So, so I didn't hit him, but I did talk horrible about him on the drive home. There was traffic. So it, I talked longer than usual about him. Um, but yeah, that, that made me, it wasn't just him. It was 40,000 people and, and I was angry at all of them. Well, let's see if you get mad at Mr. Dave Meltzer's take on this. Oh, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I Sorry, got I'll you heated. Let's go. I'll let, I'll let him, let him finish. He, uh, this is his take on the injury situation. He said, the reality is the most dangerous and most reckless move on Raw that night were both of Lesnar's German suplexes on Sunil Singh, but Singh somehow didn't get hurt badly on either, and it didn't result in a match people were looking forward to being canceled. I heard more from talent about Lesnar, including the frustration and reality that he's pretty much bulletproof. But if we understand the sports entertainment world that Lesnar and Styles and Rollins are going to get leeway since main event guys are supposed to work snug and rough, the situation with Jax is a question. It's not the first or second injury, and while the high-profile nature caused a bigger reaction than most, it's also a real issue. Dog, can you compare these instances together? Well, I don't understand what he's saying is the real issue. Uh, but maybe that's because I stopped listening about halfway through. Um, <laughs> no, I really don't. You got to the end, and he was like, and I was like, "Well, what?" He's saying she's caused uh, uh, she's caused more than one injury, and it's an issue now. And well, they're I, getting more leeway because they're main event guys. And uh, why is she getting leeway? I guess I'm not sure. Yeah, and look, and that's it too. Is I'm not sure. Is there a double standard when I mean, but but. I don't think she'd gotten any trouble. Like I don't, and I I don't know. I'm sure people who know could bring up the injuries that happened with her in the ring, but you know, there's, there's there's video edits of it out there. there, There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that even the video, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the video evidence. So I, I, people say that all the time. Like, Oh, she's hurt all these people, but I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't doubt it, but she's a big good looking athletic girl. So if, if she does something snug, it might be El Recito. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen the footage. I saw this one. I saw this one and I thought, uh, I thought it was an accident. Now look, I could be wrong. Uh, but I don't see that. I don't see that. I I don't, I don't see that in her, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, well, you know, the backstage politics, let's just take, let's just say it's wrestler X. Yeah. If they have a, uh, if they have a history, yeah, they've hurt two or three people. Is there ever a, hey, we need you to tighten it up? I know you. I know it's an accident, but we need to get it uh, together. Yeah, what happens yeah, yeah. there? Well, look, I can I can use an example, and I, and I I use it. I don't think I'm telling stories out of school. Like Wade Barrett used to do this ripcord finish, and and it like hurt a couple people, and so they just said, hey, c- can you get a new finish? You know what I mean? Like that. That's that's the gist of it. It wasn't like. 
oh my God, you got heat and you're going, you know what I mean? Like it's, look, sometimes things hurt in this business and you get hurt and you go like, oh, okay, well, yeah, if that hurts you, I'm sorry. I won't look back in my day. I just said, look, Scott Steiner, if you're going to suplex me five times in the match, you have to give me two Oxycontin. And that's the, (laughs) that's the rule. And, and so that's how we got through those, but that's, that's no longer the way of the world, my friend. You have to survive. And so, wait, wait, look, is there a double standard? And I'm not talking about male, female. I'm talking about status, yeah. tier, tier. If you were a younger talent and you hurt somebody, you might get treated differently than a star who did it because that person may have a track record that says they don't do that. And so it's, oh, crap. He, It's not so much leeway as it, was an accident. Seth Rollins broke John Cena's nose all over his face. You know what I mean? Right on TV, right on TV. And I mean, ugly as hell, but it was, it's, it was awesome for the, for TV, for the business for, you know what I mean? Like it's so, I don't know. I I think people get, uh, I think people just jump on everything everybody does. And so if there's a negative, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be some smoke coming from that fire. Well, Naya is also, from fans' perspective, a heat magnet. They, and especially if they don't like her, they're going yeah. to look more and more into for, what for, she's doing. For wrong, every so. for every uh, nook and cranny in her game, you know what I mean. Yes. They're going to look for every. And that's for everybody. Little, if they hate them, yeah, you yeah, look yeah, for yeah. stuff they're to all, more hate all. more. And so I, I'm not saying, uh, she's Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean. I'm not saying she's. Uh, uh, well, who's the best there ever was now? I know that there's been like seven guys say that. So, but whoever they are now, whoever that dude, whoever the best there ever was is now. Um, I don't know. It's it's you know <laughs> what I'm looking. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good there. I just don't uh, know what she what she's done that's so horrible. But but maybe I'm wrong. And I again, I admit if I'm wrong. The next night, uh, two of the best, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles go at it on SmackDown, and Bryan would defeat AJ to take on Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series and win the WWE hey, title. And, and, and so what about so what about that? What about, to me, you just read that, and that sounded awesome. Like Daniel Bryan versus, like that's a, that's a main event anywhere in the world, even, yeah. to, even to wrestling purists and uh, casual fans, I think. And I don't know that there are, that, 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 that line is so distinct anymore. Uh, but, but they had broad appeal and it was going to be a great match. And did you hear what you just read was on the line? The opportunity to face Brock Lesnar at, a, at the following pay-per-view. So I, I don't know to me, like people get mad about stuff and you go like, really, that sounds pretty good. This was a, uh, last second change. Uh, as we talked about earlier, the, the plan was quote different uh, yeah. at one time. Um, second year in a row, there was a last second change. Um, do you know? Do you remember why? Um, I do not know exactly why, but I know uh, Brock and AJ seemed more marketable than Brock and. Uh... Well, Daniel Bryan. No, 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 no. Because no. um, did. Uh... Now I'm confused. I'm Daniel confused. Daniel beat AJ Styles on SmackDown. Yeah, so he got to take on Brock at take Survivor Brock. Series yeah, to yeah, win yeah. the title. So, so this was a different time. I'm sorry. No I, no, I don't remember this. Why this happened? 
is this a creative decision or is this similar to Brock not wanting to work with Jinder Mahal? Um, do you know? It could have been that, but it but it couldn't have been that for these two guys, for Daniel or AJ. Like Brock okay. worked with AJ, so he'll work with that. You know what I mean? Like Brock, I think Brock probably would love to work with AJ. Um, AJ's a pit bull man, and that's what Brock feeds off of that kind of energy. And uh, so she so, don't yeah, remember he, him saying, "I won't work with AJ." No, 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 no. I know for a fact he did not say that. Um, so that's not the case here. I just don't know why the last minute change. What the last minute change was. I don't okay. remember why it was done. Well, from the fans and us on the interwebs, when something like this happens last minute, it's always been said it's events call for such a sudden shift in creative. Well, it would have had to, to say yes, a hundred percent. Okay. Like nothing that I said is going to change the main event of the upcoming pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, it's that I can, we can all suggest. And that obviously is what happened here. And I, I, again, I don't remember the day to day or the nuts and bolts, but, but we were obviously all going, well, shoot, it should be Daniel, you know what I mean? Or something. Uh, and so I, I'll never forget the first eight minutes of that match either. Uh, I was just in my head, just going, God, Daniel, what did you sign up for? <laughs> uh, and I was scared for him. Uh, from the observer, there are a lot of facets to this story. Let's see what he's got to yeah, say. Let's see what they say. Part of it doesn't make sense on the service, given that a Lesnar versus Brian match seemingly works best with Brian as the baby face taking a beating. Also, Lesnar isn't turning face, given his next opponent is Braun Strowman. Even if Styles was to turn heel just for that alone, it would make sense to do so after this match is over. But the usual rules of logic don't work because quite frankly, first off, they no longer matter. And second, based on what happened with Lynch and what happened with Lesnar until he did the, he hates WWE and no shows dates storyline, the heel turn could end up jolting him into more popularity. In fact, that happened with Brian years ago with Sheamus, where he was supposed to be the humiliated babyface, losing in seconds at WrestleMania to lead to Sheamus being moved into the top babyface position. And the result was people didn't go for Sheamus and Brian became one of the most popular guys in the company. Brian was wanting to turn heel. His babyface booking was hardly the best. He was even booed a little when he had his title match with Styles in Atlanta. Although most of that is because Styles lives in Gainesville, Georgia. I was about to okay. say, man, why, why would you even say that? Like, <laughs> of course it's because AJ's from Georgia. Like, okay, we're going to, here we're in Atlanta and AJ's from Gainesville, Georgia or wherever, Athens or somewhere like that. Always the rooting for the dogs. He's ready to go. God, I'm All right. It's crazy to think, though, just seven months into Daniel Bryan's return, he'd be turning heel. What did you think of the idea? Do you remember if you were for it or against it? I, I don't remember, tell you the truth, because sometimes you're not for or against things like that. Well, well, you shouldn't be, uh, because you you got to be thinking of a bigger picture. Where do I need this guy's star power? Do I need it? Which side of the roster do I need it on? And are we doing a trade in three months? And do we need to move him? You know what I mean? Like a, there's there's other uh, other facets other that go facets. into this these kind of decisions that that unless you sit in there every day in these meetings and you see how things transform and you see how things go down, unless you've been in there and done that and then gone and sat with Meltzer and told him about it, which I can imagine a bunch of people have, um, 
but you, but you don't know what's going down then. If they, if they had sat down with you, you'd know, hey, sometimes you fly by the seat of your pants here. You know what I mean? And we're doing what we do on a shoestring budget and, and making chicken salad and, and still doing it at a successful rate. <laughs> and so that's just what we do. Um, do you remember Daniel's opinion on it? I don't. You remember him if he wanted to turn heel or if he was against. So, see him? that that conversation would have been ha- like if it was going to go down. The that conversation would have went down between him and Vince probably. Okay. Uh, this is where we need you right now. This is what we're going to do. You know what I mean? And 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 Daniel would have probably had say so post that. You know what I mean? Like okay, that's what we're going to do. What if I do it like this? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that that now we're now we're collaborating. Um, but also, like I've heard people tell him, no, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? But you, you got to think it was, you got to think it's good, right? And also Meltzer doesn't talk about Daniel Bryan that whole time after the, after the Seamus thing, Daniel Bryan was pushed into the team hell no thing. And like, there was a lot of character development for Daniel Bryan uh, in throughout that time. Yes, he became the, the leading babyface uh, of the, of the day. So but there was a lot of time and a lot of a lot of content uh, and a lot of forethought and a lot of entertainment uh, came out of that dude. Uh, so anyway, different different strokes, man. Uh, how about this from the observers? He said some thought that Styles wasn't going to drop the title for at least two more months because he was at 371 days and the longest title reign of quote modern post Hulk Hogan 1988 loss era was 434 days by CM Punk who isn't the most like man in the history of the company, independent <laughs> contractors. He also still had a potential title change, uh, title challenge run with Randy Orton. That was fresh. It possibly could have done more with Brian, but really Vince McMahon doesn't come from a school that thinks like that. You remember thinking this is going to be a guy that's going to have the longest reign since CM Punk, or is that not even a factor really? It's, it's not. I mean, it's right. look, look. The, you know, when you put the title on a guy, he's going to have it for a minute, unless he's the Iron Sheik. You know what I mean? Unless he's just the guy to get it to the other guy. Um, but, but you, you don't think like that. You, you have conversations way before that about, hey, what if he? What if we put the title on X? You know what I mean? And then he goes, well, okay, let's just start from there. Who are his opponents? And you gotta you gotta have thought about that, and you've gotta have thought about okay, well, this is the next eight months of television, and here's his four opponents in that. You know what I mean? And we're gonna try to get two out of each guy, and we're gonna, you know what I mean? So here, and you gotta sell him on that, and then you gotta, and so it's, but there's always gonna be. Look, now it's just the head guy in charge of content is just Hunter. So you're still, still during this Survivor Series build, they're still going uh, in there to him to mitigate, this is what we're going to do. Uh, because I have the weight of the company on me. I'm going to make the decisions. All your ideas are great. I love them all. We're going to use 90% of them, 10% I'm going to use, but in a different way. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all phony baloney wrestling. It's just, I love it. And everybody that I know loves it too. And we get together and talk about it a bunch. And then one guy says, yep, that's what we're doing. Or nope, we're not doing that. Get back to the drawing board. And, and, and that guy. So, so I don't even know what we're talking about. Back, Survivor back, series is awesome. Back to the observer. Uh, this was not oh, yeah, scheduled. Just burying us. They're not, this was not scheduled for crown jewel nor anywhere until the weekend. The hill turn was talked about 
but not decided if or when until the afternoon of the show where Vince made the call that if they were changing the title, they may as well do it all at once for maximum shock value. When Brian was cleared in March, the idea would be that he would be a heel by the end of the year or ever seemed as preposterous as the infamous Buff Bagwell heel turn coming back from a broken neck. But given his booking over the past few months, it's not preposterous at all. Brian and Shane McMahon got into an argument on television before the title win, and given the time of year it is, it may have teased Brian versus Shane, but we were told that is no longer a WrestleMania direction. Dog, when you're going to last minute like this, do you have WrestleMania figured out after all these last minute shifts? No. Okay. Because then, because then you got to go back to that drawing board. You know what I mean? You've made all these initial immediate changes. How does that affect the the last domino that we that we put down? And so you just kind of got to go back and go, okay, well this still works, but we got to get the title back on him, or we got to, you know what I mean? You just go back to the drawing board and go, does any of this still work? And if not, we need to sit down and and fill it all in. You know, it's just a never ending process, but it sure is. Uh, rewarding when you see it uh come to fruition and and flourish and 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 it's good and you know it's good and then you have dave Meltzer come and say you're no good at what you do and then you go like you question yourself like is he right am i no good at what i do but then he says things like well vince mcmahon doesn't think that way well, I don't know what way he thinks, but I wouldn't mind a double shot of that uh, because he's a billionaire. And I'm sitting here talking about you, Dave, you dumbass. Do you, do you think that the... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I, that was, I'm just being I mean, I like waffles, but I'll kick you in the nuts. <laughs> hey, um, right square in the nards. Do you think the WWE does its uh, best creative work in these situations? They, I actually they work, do. Now we're fueling on adrenaline and making it happen? Man, I don't know... Uh, if I said this on this show or, or on the live thing, but there's, there's so much going on. And when, when changes happen and you have to revisit what you had nine times out of 10, man, it's, it's more exciting. It's more entertaining. It's more, you just go back and, and, and poke holes, you know? And sometimes, like I said, if you change something today, we could, and, and I guarantee you, we had stuff written for the next two or three weeks uh, and should have been out longer, but that's not the way we were rolling at the time. Um, written out, and then that day it was like, "Yep, we're doing all this." He's turning heel. He's winning the title. He's doing this. He's doing, and you just go like, "Okay, all right, cool. We're gonna we're gonna execute that tonight." And then on the ride home tonight, we're gonna all cry, just <laughs> hug each other and cry. <laughs> Probably not getting Netflix time nope. this week. Nope, we're not getting us not getting a shut up, not a wink of sleep tonight. All right, dog. Uh, look, something else that'll make you cry yeah. is having to deal with health insurance. Health oh. insurance straight up sucks. Health insurance sucks. It's confusing, expensive, frustrating. Frustrating. I get so frustrated when I, you know what? Like, oh. <laughs> you, you a- know what? It makes me angry, but you know what makes me feel better is when we talk about crowd health. Crowd health. Stop sending money to big insurance companies that profit off of it, not paying yeah, your bills. Not and not not pay when something goes down. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't cover that. 
48 million claims on Obamacare last year yeah. were denied. Were denied. They were that's, rejected. Like that's you said, one oh, fifth. Yeah, one fifth. That's yeah. a lot. If you're doing the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, okay, we we'll did it for you. That's one fifth are getting rejected. Wow. You don't want to take that chance. Like they said, like we said, there's a better way. Yep. The alternative is crowd health. It was created to get rid of the headaches of health insurance for $175 for an individual or for just $575 for a family of four or more. You'll get access to a community of people who are willing to help out in the event of an emergency. You'll yep. also get telemedicine visits, discounted prescriptions, and more. All this without doctor's networks getting in the way, dog. Yeah, and that's part of the confusing and frustrating oh, and expensive frustrating. part is, uh, oh, I'm sorry that, that he's not in our he's not in our system. Like, uh, but he's the doctor that's close to me. I'd just like right. to go see him, please. I can't do that with the expensive insurance. I can do that with CrowdHealth. Yep, let CrowdHealth help you with your health care needs. You can get started today for just $99 a month for the first three months yep. when you use the code WRESTLE to get the health care you deserve. CrowdHealth is not insurance. You can learn more at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code WRESTLE to get started today for just $99 per month for the first three months. And be sure you tell them you heard old Road Dog bragging about them. How about oh, that? Oh, you didn't know. Hey, so so I wanted to just reiterate something you said earlier. It's a community. And talk about a community. This is where people help people and take bureaucracy out of the way. Yep. And uh, and I think that's the way of the world going forward because people are sick of it, man. People are sick of, of uh, Big Pharma and the government having a hold on them. And, and it really is a stranglehold. Um so yeah, crowd help. You, you think you should have the peace of mind of I've got insurance, so if yeah, I get, I'm good. If something happens, I'm gonna be taken care of, and that is not the case. When I found out I was pregnant, them. they were not gonna cover the pregnancy, and so you know what? That's yeah. ridiculous. But with crowd health, I had a healthy the baby boy. <laughs> the community, and here I am, yeah. doing a podcast for you. Um. <laughs> All right, dog, let's get to the actual show from Los Angeles. Oh. The Wrestling Observers voted a thumbs up. 61.6% said hey. thumbs up on the show. Look at there. We're going to get into it. Let's um, do it. From what you remember, there was some great wrestling on this show. A ton of great wrestling on this show. All right, here we go. Survivor Series 1118, Staples Center in Los Angeles. Mm. Filled with a lot of unique things. The show was built around the idea that Raw did a clean sweep over SmackDown, winning every match, except that SmackDown actually won the first match. It was explained that, in fact, pre-show matches don't count, actually, <laughs> over and over. Yeah. That's... Was this something you were for or against? It was a rib on me. <laughs> oh, what? Really? It was a total, yeah, it was totally Vince ribbing me because, oh, they won the SmackDown, they won the pre-show and the pre-show doesn't count. <laughs> uh, this was one of the ones that was where we didn't get any victories. And so like afterwards, it's like, is he ribbing us or what? <laughs> we not, we're not no, I think New Day is winning on the pre-show. Like, oh, great. It and the Raw versus SmackDown feud is pretty clear throughout the show that the advanced sellout crowd of 14,000 fans were pro SmackDown crowd. How about that? Hey, I don't I don't doubt that a bit because I think 
I think this is what they were. I think SmackDown was becoming a good little wrestling show, man. And it was uh, quickly becoming like this was some of the times where one time in my whole run there did we beat Raw, but it was not fair. They had something up against them. Uh, but like we, we beat them and it was like a big deal then. You know what I mean? Like, well, holy mackerel. Um, and it was during during this time there was some good some good wrestling on there, man. He's got some good questions. He said, "If baby, if SmackDown is the babyface promotion, why does Raw always outdraw SmackDown and draw higher ratings than SmackDown? And given that SmackDown is behind, why would they be booked to lose every important match? Well, actually, that probably is part of the new Shane McMahon character scheduled for quarter one. And so he's already got it written out. How about that? <laughs> um." What was that Shane McMahon character that Meltzer references here? He's got it all figured out, don't he? What What do you remember? Do you remember I, of a quarter one Shane McMahon character coming at us? I, I do not remember that, okay. but, you know, I mean, if that's, you, if, if that, so I've never in my life, and I'm not saying this conversation doesn't happen, but I've never in my life been on one where they said, Hey, we should bring so-and-so back for quarter one because it'll make things look, I'm not saying that conversation hasn't happened, but I was in some top, top conversations. Never heard that one time. So I, you know, and if you, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what to say well, because look, these are the kind of things that sometimes Meltzer knows better than I do. Were you, uh, were you were there at the event? Yes. Were you there? Yes. Did you, could you tell that the crowd was pro smack now? Yeah, but, but are I, you even thinking about that? Yeah. Because it's, it's one of the things that gives me the solace about losing every match on the thing and him ribbing me about it and over saying over and over again <laughs> that the SmackDown match didn't count, uh, on the pre-show. Like, it made me feel better. Like I, cause it makes me like, uh, I know, I know, I know which side of the bread is, is the butter's on or whatever the old saying is, but I also know the truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I hear and I see and I feel and I know. Uh, and so throw everything at, if, at me. It, I would smack, actually argue it makes you the bigger baby face. If, if they are the baby face, which they were, everybody's rooting for them here. Uh what do you attribute Raw drawing more in live events? Is that just a traditional name? It always carries that weight? I, I think so. I mean, I really do. I think that's the flagship show, man, that's been forever. And so, right. I, you know, we don't we don't run that way anymore. We still do individually branded live events, but for the most part, they're super shows that are dual branded. And so uh, we keep the matches brand specific, but everything else is, is uh, dual branded. You might see a Raw match and a SmackDown match. So... I don't know. I think it's a smarter business that way too. Um, so I think that's the way forward. I can't wait to see what you say about this next line. <laughs> the observer will continue as for next year, please ditch the red and blue t-shirts and all the matches. The fan who care know who is who they made everyone look like minor leaguers dog. What's your thought on the red and blue t-shirts? Is it just one of these WWE branding things? What did you think about it? Yeah, look, I think uh, I think everybody's always uh, challenged to make it their own. You know what I mean? Do, do, do it up however your character would do your shirt. If you, you know what I mean? If you just want to tuck it in your pants or what, however your character would do it. But I, look, I I agree with him that people who 
watch every week and know, know, but like there's 10 people in the ring right now. Who's who, if they don't have those shirts on and, and I get it. I know who's who, uh, but not if I'm not, if I don't watch every week, you know what but I you're, mean? You're, yeah. You're hoping the pay-per-view or premium live event now brings in extra eyeballs that don't yeah, watch new, week new to week. Eyeballs that don't watch it's a big event. Look, I, I, I actually think it's, I don't know. I, I like it. I like it. Um, I don't know what to tell you, man. We, uh, we haven't talked about this guy before during the pre-show and later they announced Lars Sullivan being brought up. It wasn't clear mm. which brand he was supposed to be on. There is no specific destination or major program formulated, but the plan is for him to get a super push. He is the Vince McMahon kind of guy, man. Talk about a guy who seemed like he was destined to be a Vince McMahon kind of guy. He, um, he was for sure. He, he was, uh, and, and look, not to be a Vince McMahon type of guy, this guy had had uh, legitimate uh, look and athleticism and strength and the whole the whole deal. So it was, it was not just a Vince McMahon's kind of guy. This is what kind of guy people in the world would buy beating Brock Lesnar. I'll throw yeah. that. I'll throw that at you. And, and so that's that that's the kind of vision that that Vince had. Like. Who is the next beast? Who is the next guy that, that you could bring in any time? And, and this, this cat was athletic. He was learning. Um, yeah, good, good, good dude, too. Respectful dude. Like, I, I never had any issues with him. Always was super impressed by him. Um, had some issues in his personal life. Uh, kind of some, I don't know, salacious or what, it, what say you will. I don't know how to describe him. But, yeah, but he's, what, he's got doesn't? some stuff happened. Yeah, who, who doesn't? That's that's one thing is boy we like to pile on when somebody trips. Is that don't, don't help them up whatever you do. It was that his downfall though was it just hey we can't I, I th- get I over that? So. Yeah. I, well, I think it was more than that cuz he had even it, not so salacious at all. He had real personal issues with anxiety and stuff. And so um I, I think his truth be told I think his anxieties and stuff is what is what really did it because what are you, what are you going to do in in the day of in the day of today you're going to make fun of him for for what he did in the past why why are you making fun of that like you know what i mean like right. if you, it's a, if it's a guy who has already anxiety issues things of oh, oh, that now everybody's attacking him everybody's yeah. attacking him and the truth be told it's those same attackers that preach all, you know, uh, Harry Krishna and everybody get along, but you son of a gun, you can't do that. Um, wh- whatever. Like, I mean, I, we all have skeletons in our closet. That's for dang sure. I, I just think it was his, uh, internal stuff that, that was more an issue than, than that external stuff. Have you heard any updates about him lately? He's kind of stayed off the radar. I have not. Um, and I, I look, I, again, I, I, as a human being, wish him the when, best wherever when you, he's at, when, whatever he's doing. When you should live in a glass house, you do not throw rocks, man. Yeah. And we all do. We just all don't admit it. All right, here we go. Uh, matches. First match, Team SmackDown, Big E and Xavier Woods and Jimmy and Jay Uso and what Eric Young what and Killian Dane and Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson and Primo and Epico won the tag team elimination match over... Team Raw, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, Kalisto, who was later replaced in the match by Grand Metallic, 
uh, Lance Dorado, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, and the Ascension. Uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, the match that doesn't count in 23 minutes and 16 <laughs> seconds. This hey, but the... think about, and so I said earlier about thinking about Survivor Series and that big, huge opening match I watched. That's a pretty dang good match, and that was on the pre-show. Yeah. A lot like of the... young guys in here that are... A lot of young up-and-comers that yeah. are main eventers today. Uh, the Observer said this was significantly better than most pre-show matches. Team Raw was very much the heel team to the live fans. It came down to the Revival versus Uso. Dawson did a top rope superplex, and Wilder did a splash off the top on Jimmy. But Jay saved. They did lots of near falls before the Usos hit double super kicks on Dawson and Wilder. And Jimmy pinned Dawson three and a half stars. Dog, this is a lot of dudes, a lot of bodies, a lot going on. How tough is it to produce something like that or for production to be able to handle, hey, we got a lot of cameras, a lot of moving parts. How hard is this kind of match? A lot of hands to shake post-match, I can tell you that much. <laughs> hey, so it's a, uh, it's a, it's a task. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a task. And so, but, but if you have a good producer and it seems to me like, and I don't remember exactly, but this might've been a Jamie Noble produ production that Jamie Noble is a savant and he can tell your cameraman and your director and all of that right where to be and when they need to be there. And so, so if he has it down, if the producer has it down, and, and what I mean by has it down is, look, you, you go out there and you put some stuff together, but then the wrestlers go away and they may get together and come up with some stuff that you got to sit back down with them as a producer and go like, okay, what, what are y'all doing and where? And you can imagine there was probably 11 dives uh, in this match and you know what I mean? Flips over the top rope and all. And so who's going, who's getting beat next? Okay, here comes a finish, but right after the finish, stay in the ring because so-and-so is coming in for so So it's, it's that producer and the amount of knowledge he has about the match uh, that that really it, it, it lives or dies right there uh, and his ability to communicate with the truck uh, in a efficient and quick way. So it's a it's an art, man, to be a good producer is an art. And and you've got to sit down and get the match down in your head. You know what I mean? That's it. Usually it's a, it's an older wrestler and you've done that a million times in your career and sat down and put a match together. This time you sit down and listen to other people put a match together and you throw out a suggestion here and there and y'all collaborate and then you go, okay, cool. So that's what we're doing. And sometimes they'll come up at the last minute and go, hey, we're not going to do the so-and-so because they did it in the match before. We're going to do, you know what I mean? And it's just, well, here we go. We're on the fly and it's live and it's, it's the best drug in the history of the world. Uh, uh, live re producing a live wrestling match or a live wrestling show. Uh, funnest, most rewarding thing in the world to me anyway. Well, it's the only SmackDown win, like we mentioned, and you've talked about, Hey, it doesn't count. You want to, you want to <laughs> fight for your guys and gals and you want to get your uh, brand over. Um, and you talked about, Hey, we've got to pitch each match separately. Hey, this match is yeah. its own match. Let's talk about who goes over here. Was there a definitive reason why this all landed with Raw, or did it just shake out that way? It, it just shook out that way, and it's okay. yeah, it's it's there not a one thing. No, I don't think so. And look, if you if you dig deep enough, if, if there's a reason for that, wow, I don't know what it is, and why would you have it? You know what I mean? And and so I, I just don't think okay. It just works out that way. And that's like I said, you go like, uh, am I going to fight that hard over over this because? Like I said earlier, and it was kind of in a throwaway line, like I think the fact that we were the underdog 
made us the baby face. And we were more underdog coming out of there because we didn't win a match. And everybody knows it's not real. And so why didn't we win a match? Oh, you can speculate all you want on that. And so that's that's good fodder for the for the doms of the world. Uh, Team Raw of Bailey, Sorry, Sasha no. Banks, Nia Jax, Tamina, Mickey James beat Team SmackDown, Carmella, Naomi, Asuka, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville in 20 minutes and 9 seconds. During the pre-show, Ruby Wright and Natalia got into a fight. Captain Alexa Bliss kicked both off the team and replaced them with Bailey and Banks, even though Bliss was humiliated by Bailey and Banks six days earlier. The mystery fifth person on Team SmackDown was revealed to be Rose. Uh, yes. Jax had a ton oh. of heat. This was really a Becky Lynch crowd. The three most over people on the show were Lynch by far, then Charlotte Flair, and then Ronda Rousey. And because of Lynch not being on the show, the crowd hated Jax and booed her heavily <laughs> every time she did anything. Yeah, dog, it, It's got to be talked about, I would imagine. The decision to keep Becky Lynch off camera makes the most sense, right? I, yeah, hundred percent. Like, what if you if you put her on there? It's going to distract from everything. And what does she do? Right. What she's not going to she's not going to do anything. She's not going to stand up for herself and fight her. She's not. It's like what you just put her in a bad light and in in a no win situation. You know what I mean? And so why do you want if you got somebody that hot? Why you want to put them out there? It would be putting them out there because they're that hot and not thinking about what the whole takeaway from that would be you know what i mean and so yeah she she couldn't have been on camera in my in my eyes uh let's get the recap the fans went wild when oscar was kicking jacks deville and bailey were fighting on the floor ba bailey gave deville the bailey to belly on the floor they both counted out and eliminated this left banks and jacks on raw and only oscar on smackdown Oscar and Banks went at it in, and you could tell by the setup that they were expecting a huge reaction for him, but it didn't happen. Oscar gave her a knee to the face and a German suplex almost on her head. Oscar didn't did get a big pop for a running hip attack on Jax. Really, the crowd wasn't much into this, except when Jax was in. Banks was on the top rope to give Oscar a meteora, but Jax shoved her own teammate off the rope onto the ring. And Oscar then used the Oscar lock for the submission on Banks in 1929. Jax immediately took over and hit Oscar with three leg drops and a Samoan drop for the final elimination. Oh. Two and three quarter stars. Did you think Jax would be a super heel coming out of this? Um, yeah. Well, I thought she was already going yeah. into it. You know what I mean? Like and she, this amplifies she, it even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I just thought this was... And so, yeah, you run with it, right? You catch you catch a wave. Uh, if it's a good one, you ride that sucker to the beach. Uh, what do you remember about the decision to add Bailey and Banks along with Mandy? Is um, it just a story? Is it to go, hey, actually, that might be a better match in ring? Yeah, yeah it's probably all of the above, to tell you the truth. Okay. And 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 I, I don't remember the, the ins and outs or the ones and the twos of this, how this decision was made. Um, but it it's all of the above. Like everything's, when you're going to throw it out there, you go, hey, we think this will be not only be a better match, but on the stories on the other side, we can come out of it with this, 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 and this. And like I said, I don't remember what we were doing exactly at that time, but all of that has to go into it. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much 
it's ne- it never ends. You know what I mean? Like this because we have to do it again next week. And like you come off of a big show and you go, ah, and the next night you have to do raw again. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> and so it's, uh, I, but it's, it's a labor of love, you know? Uh, IC champion Seth Rollins beat U.S. champion Shinsuke Nakamura in 20 min- 21 minutes Ooh, and 26 seconds. That's some Both of that were great... wearing T-shirts. Some of the... I know why well, I'm glad that there, bothered you so much, uh, <laughs> Mr. Meltzer. Um, don't, worry, don't worry about the fact that it's two of the best in the world going at it uh, for 20 minutes. Let's please focus on oh, the visual, though. We're wearing T-shirts is the they, opening they sure, line. They, they sure were. Dave. Thank you, sir. <laughs> That's a fact. He Thank you, sir. He's right. He's right. Rollins was mocking Both had Nakamura. two legs as well. Both of them both had two legs. Uh, Rollins, they they have nipples. Uh, at least two. Maybe three, I but know at least two. Shinsuke has three. Do you really? Okay. Um, Rollins was mocking <laughs> Nakamura's poses. Rollins went for a tope but got kicked in the face. Rollins used the downward spiral under the turnbuckles and Ooh. sling blade. Rollins hit three topes. Nakamura used hard kicks in the backstabber. Nakamura used a flying armbar into a triangle. Rollins did a one-arm powerbomb out of it, sending Nakamura into the turnbuckles. Rollins did his superplex into a falcon arrow for a near fall. Oh, I know what that is. They traded big moves. Rollins missed a splash, and Nakamura used a Kinshasa to the back of the head for a near fall. Rollins finally hit the curb stomp for the pin. Three and three quarter stars. You know what would have took him over the edge? What? If they'd have been shirtless. That would have gotten to four stars at least. <laughs> They'd have been at four least stars. A star. No doubt, four stars. If I could have seen their nipples, are you kidding me? Um, here we are, five years later, by the way, and this is another top program going on, um, and, and profitable and uh, successful. I was about to say, much um, better this time. Yeah, yeah, agree. You agree with that? A hundred percent. And and so. It's just silly to go, well, he just did it too early. For that character, they went too early. They should have done it to Shane McMahon first quarter character. <laughs> first quarter character. Good All right. Law. Good law. Before we get the next match, there's an interruption, dog. While Inter- on television, we are seeing the announcement of all the international announcing teams right before right before the start of the Battle of Tag Champs. Eric Arndt, the former... Enzo Amore, who got himself a second row seat and had been under disguise, revealed himself. He started to cut a promo and went to hit the ring. Security got him and took him out. Someone threw a punch at him. Some talent was upset, but after, people weren't selling it at all, basically saying it was 10 seconds done and didn't matter. Art was just looking for attention because he was probably doing a live show the next day in the city. If there was a chance of him being rehired, it probably lessened, but anyone probably, probably went away then. But anyone who has been around any length of time knows that if you have charisma, and he does, this is a charisma business, and people yep. have returned from far worse. Dog, are you backstage with this? Do you see this? What's the reaction going yeah. on? Well, and look, this is the kind of stuff I always learned from Vince. Was like I, I, I would get hot, and I would, and he was like. It's done with. Don't mention it again. And he carries on. And and that's how everybody then goes, Okay, that happened and now we're not gonna talk about it. We're gonna we're gonna act like it didn't happen and and then it didn't. 
You know what I mean? Like we're, we, you just brought it up, but I would have never remembered like this was the pay-per-view that Eric Arndt, uh, came in or whatever his name, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, and so it, it didn't work. He had a moment. They pulled him out. I wanted to fight him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, beauty. you know, whatever, whatever, <laughs> just being stupid or whatever. But, but you get hot, I get hot headed and, and he's like, we're done. We're done with that segment. That's it's behind us now. Move forward. Don't mention it again. Do you remember talent being mad? Are they, is it sad? Are people laughing? Um, I mean, I know you're hot, but what's everybody else doing? Are you in that bubble right there next yeah, to Vince? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm okay. in that. I'm in that gorilla bubble uh, with the headphones on, and so it's very, very personal to me. You know what I mean? Because right. this is our show that we've worked on and creatively done that, and then he's going to do that. And it's just like, come on, man. Um, but but do what you got to do, bro. Um, they got him out of there, and we went on with the show. You know. And of course, the match after this, which had to be hurt by the interruption of Enzo, is well. We'll let Observer take it away. Um, during the <laughs> during the AOP versus Sheamus and Cesaro Battle of Tag Team Champions, Maverick put Rezar's leg on the ropes after Sheamus hit him with a brogue kick. Sheamus went for the chase, and Maverick ran into Big Show and fell down. Show grabbed Maverick and held him overhead. There was some gimmick urine deal. As you could see, Maverick adjusted a version of the story which was not confirmed is that the gimmick didn't work and Maverick actually had to really piss himself <laughs> to make the angle work. But originally, he wasn't going to have to. Sheamus was distracted by this, and it led to his downfall as the AOP gave him a double-team neckbreaker and Razor pinned him. Okay, dog. Yeah. Did the work piss not work and he needed shoot piss? That's all shoot. <laughs> that, all, that all really happened. And he really urinated in his pants because of, look. I love it even more. It's the same reason he still works there today. His commitment. His commitment. Peeing on command is hard. Well, dude, he's also a master of, of 11 hats. You know what I mean? Like, he he really is a, a smart, entertaining uh, dude with with charisma. And so, yeah, the, he it, they called for him to pee his pants. The gimmick <laughs> didn't work. He was pushing the gimmick, the bladder, and it wouldn't work. And so uh, he just, he just, uh, Malik Willis, you know? How does this happen? Is the, uh, the work pee machine guy, <laughs> is he getting chewed out? He got, after yeah, this? he gets, he gets fired. Are no, you more no, hot about no. the bladder not working or Enzo interrupting? <laughs> Enzo. Uh, the, the black, because we didn't know the bladder that to, to us, we all popped afterwards. Because we just thought the bladder worked. He just peed his pants. And he had like to that. tell you. Okay, it all worked. And he was like, oh, the bladder did what? I had to piss myself. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> love it. All yeah. right, here we go. As we move on, Buddy Murphy pinned Mustafa Ali to retain the Cruiserweight title 12 Ooh, minutes. i tell you what, that match seconds. right there. Boy, that match right there. It better get a goddamn 73 stars. Well, what's your guess? Out of five stars, what's your guess? Four and two quarter. Four, right. and, four and a half. It's not two This quarters. was the big moves match, but it worked as good as a cruiserweight match can work on a show like this, given how few people watch that show. In some ways, it was the best work on the card by the wrestlers because they took a match that nobody had interest in and didn't seem to even give a chance, and by the end, the crowd was going nuts. They traded near falls 
until Ali came off the top rope into a V-trigger and hit Murphy's Law for the pin. Four stars by the Observer. They may as By well the way, just, he may as well just read that in Swahili. The, like he he did the Manchester, and then he came in with the mushy peas, and he ducked the <laughs> maneuver over the. Like what what are you even talking about? Um, <laughs> these two, by the way, is this the case of y'all got fifteen minutes, and they made the most of it right here? Well, yeah, but that's what they're that's what they were told to do. You know what I mean? Like you got yeah. fifteen minutes, give me the the cruiserweight give me the the uh 205 live special tell me what they you know what i mean watching. show me, give me that and look uh some some people call it the nxt style and that's just internal of course i know other people would beg to differ but 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 it's like a different pace it's a different style um and i'm sure ring of honor was doing it way before or whoever was doing it before but whatever so that internally that's what i call any i call it that anyway um just a different style match and so here you got you got time to show off your wares. If you don't go off out there and show off your wares, and that don't matter what match you're in, by by the way, that don't matter what number you're on, what what match you're in, who your opponent is, what 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 you know stipulation the match is. You go out there and hit a home run every time. Um, these cats are two special guys that can wrestle really well uh, and can tell the story like that and get you into it. And they also do incredible stuff that nobody else does. And so you kind of can't help but go, I don't know these guys, but I'm going to watch. Holy sh... <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They just did a seven flips and landed on his feet. Like, it's they're incredible to watch. So What do you remember about them two coming back through the curtain after that? We asked, I said, buddy, did you really pee in your pants too? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, I, I'm sure we all stood up and, and applauded. You know what I mean? Truth, truth be told, I'm sure we stood and applauded because it's that, and they they come back and go, oh, they're all all humble dudes, humble young guys that are that are just great at what they do. You know what I mean? Both of them. And so, uh, kudos to those bros. All right, here we go. Team Raw of Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, Finn Balor beat Samoa Joe, The Miz, Shane McMahon. You know, in his first quarter, this is his fourth <laughs> quarter right here. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio in 23-58. Strowman and McIntyre argued early over who got to start and who was calling the shots. Joe put the choke on McIntyre twice, but he got out both times and hit the Claymore kick on Joe in 35 seconds. Fans were not happy about seeing Joe about getting out Joe gone. so quickly. Dog, yeah. give us the reasoning. What do you remember about Joe out in 35 seconds? I think it's just about getting down to the uh, getting down to the end. What's gonna? How's this match gonna work out the best? And and look, I don't think that's anybody. Like we didn't write this guy beats him, this guy beats him, this guy beats him. That that's the producers kind of come up with that. And and if you have a story with some guy beating some guy, then you implement that. But um, that that's up to the producers. And so they they would they came back with that. And yeah, I remember that not being popular. But that, I think their line of thinking was. You got to beat him. Yeah. So get him out of there and don't think about it no more. You know what I mean? And don't, and now we go on and hopefully you forget that we just beat him until Meltzer talks about it, you know, <laughs> seven years later when we're talking about it. And, uh, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on, but here's the end of the match. Strowman ran over Shane on the floor and then power slam Miz to pin him at 22, 22. This left Shane versus Strowman. McIntyre and Lashley. Shane was selling like he was dead. Strowman was bleeding from the nose. So here's the funny stuff. 
The crowd has been pro SmackDown all night, and now Shane, <laughs> the leader of SmackDown, is left with three guys, and they're about to kill him. And the crowd starts chanting, "You deserve it." <laughs> Strowman hit a drop kick and then power slam Shane for the win after the match. Baron Corbin attacks Strowman, three and three quarter stars. Wow. Uh, how about that? That's a lot of, that's, I feel like that's good for all that meat, uh, in the ring going on. Yeah. I, and I agree. we got Joe out there in 35 seconds, still three and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. Stars. yeah. Uh, and you gotta, you know, so, so many variables go into that decision right there. Um, that I, I can't even begin to mention or, or bring them or think about them all now, because when you're talking about that, you're talking about, okay, well, who, I mean, obviously Strowman was the guy, you know what I mean? We're running right. with Strowman here. And so, well, let's get him out. Let's get, let's have him have a big victory. Holy crap. Now that sucks to the fans who want to see Joe go and do well, but either way he's losing, you know what I mean? They're winning the match. <laughs> They're all right. winning. So now what? You know what I mean? Like it's do you do you leave him in there and he's the last one to get beat by Strowman? Okay, uh, that might I might like that better. Um, well, you mentioned it. This is an important part of his story at this time. Uh, Strowman is yeah. got the chance to be the top guy here. Uh, it ended up not happening. Uh, I will say yet. Maybe yeah. Maybe what is your thoughts? Can Strowman still be a top guy? I I think he look and this is just me. Uh, thinking about how old he is and thinking about, y- y- yes, it's the short answer. Yes, he can still be a top guy because I've seen him recently go out there and 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 be the most over guy out there in his in his match and rip that shirt off and people go nuts. And so he, he, he is, look at, when he came back, he has been uh, presenting himself differently and looked at, I believe, differently. And so, yeah, he, he definitely has some upside still to him. And could he be the top guy? Yeah. The only thing that made me pause at all was uh, the promo. I think he just needs to to work on his promo still, but he hadn't had a, he hadn't had a chance to do a lot of sit-down interviews where you hear Braun Strowman, like where you get to know Braun Strowman. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the, the, the idea of the monster Braun Strowman turning over a, a rental bus or whatever – is more marketable than hearing the guy talk about his back pain and his realities. You know what I mean? But, but I think you, you, you look, here's my test. Here's my test is, will he put a three piece suit on and go on the today show and sell my company for me? And that's not my company. I'm just talking like the, like right. the big guy and, and go on and, and represent and, and shill my, my wares in a, in a way that's that's uh, positive and, and, and promotable. And so I think he could do that. I think he'd probably look great in a friggin' suit, to tell you the truth. And uh, and, and I think he could totally do that. Um, I just agree, I just think he'd, a promo game is the only thing I think would, would give me pause. You know what's fun? I, I got to see him at the last, uh, the, the super show that ran through town here yeah, where I'm yeah. at. Hey man, he was he was fun on the outside. He was making jokes. He was the yeah, crowd yeah, was yeah. loving he's, him. Yeah, he's he has uh, a good time. And look, that's another thing he learned in his off time is don't take it so seriously, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to have fun out here. Uh, chances are that's what the people want anyway. Um, but yeah, you're right. He 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 learned. Let's have some fun with this, man. You know what I mean? And and yeah. still still hit people really fast on the ru- on the run on the ground. Uh, after that, Rousey comes out, and while she had been a very over character, she's booed out of the building. Mm. Uh, 
do you think that was because of the Becky Lynch where she's still getting backfire? Or what do you think that was at this time, dog? I think people didn't buy, people didn't like Ronda coming in. And I, I think it's, it's part of the, the wrestling uh, DNA, wrestling fan DNA. And I don't know if it's wrestling fan or, or if all fans, like if all of a sudden I went and tried to play baseball, you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe people would boo me like they do that player in, uh, in the Titans. But, but like, so, so I think sometimes outsiders get booed and, and I think they looked at her like that then. I don't think they knew what they were getting. You know what I mean? It was fresh. Ronda Rousey was fresh out the box. And so what are we going to get here? And it felt like she was coming in and she was getting treated well. And they didn't like that. And so I think they just didn't like. Maybe thought she was going too fast, not paid her dues. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, According to the Observer, Rousey Flair and David Finlay uh, trained extensively in Southern California from 1114 to 1117 to get ready for the match. It paid off as it was easily Rousey's best singles match to date, uh, while we mentioned him, how important was fit to all this? Uh, uh, Priceless. I mean, he can't put a price on, and he's done that with the women's division for the past probably 10 years, probably more than, more than decade. You know what I mean? And now he's training down at NXT and, and, uh, he, he has a gift to make, like I, my OCD makes me want to look make everything look pretty. And he has a gift where he makes everything look ugly. And I mean his physicality. And it's it's when he does it, when he teaches people a cutoff spot or he shows them a cutoff spot, and it's always really aggressive looking and ugly in the best possible way. Like it looks like it hurt him or something. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, and he, so he's just, a, he, he's a, look, he's been doing this since he was, God knows, 10 years old probably. His dad was a wrestler as well. And so I... Man, I, I remember in 95 going over and seeing him for the first time in Germany, uh, Fit Finley, and, and and knowing my brother had been over there and worked with Fit, and I knew w- w- what he was and who he was and what he was capable of. And it, you just, he's on a different level in the ring than everybody else. And a lot of people talk that way about Steve Regal. I, I, I there's, there's, uh, I would, I would argue. Fit might be the guy there, and I think Steve Regal would tell you the same. Uh, but but both are incredible and on a different level when it comes to in inside the ring, man. It's just so so cool. And so yeah, we, what part did Fit play? A, a huge part, and and making everything look right and mean something. Ronda Rousey beat Charlotte Flair via DQ, fourteen minutes eleven seconds. Loud Becky chants early, lots of reverses early. The one thing is that even though this was actually the most choreographed match on the show, it was also the one that had the most intense real fight feel. By the way, that goes exactly to what you were saying there. Yeah. Uh, he made it look ugly and hard and stiff. And, yeah. It and made it look like, that it way. Looked, it made it look ugly. Rousey and you go like, a- oh, they're really fighting in there. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. no, they're not. Rousey took a turnbuckle hard. She also took an elbow to the jaw. Rousey was bleeding badly from the mouth. Rousey hit three judo hip tosses and did some bad-looking punches. Flair came back with chops. Flair used a high kick for a near fall. Both were on the ground. This was pretty unreal. They were at this point clearly having a hell of a match, and the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. Both, at the same time, started crying with emotion. You could see having a good match meant far more to them than most. 
Rousey hit the Piper's Pit and went for the arm bar of the crowd, which had been pretty even, even now got behind Flair. Then, <laughs> just as the match was peaking, Flair got a kendo stick and nailed Rousey for the DQ. It was a great heat spot. Flair showed great intensity doing the turn. She just destroyed Rousey from there. She gave her a natural selection on a chair. She nailed her with the kendo stick shots until <laughs> Rousey had out of her with that kendo all stick. over her body. Yeah. The crowd was doing loud yes chants. Flair attacked all the refs, put a chair around Rousey's throats. It took her a little time to figure out how to do it, and then stomped <laughs> on the chair. Fans were chanting, thank you, Charlotte, at this point, and cheering her like crazy for the heel turn. They were booing Rousey but, like crazy but, as but well. But see, she lost. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So that's what you, you go back and you go, well, every person lost. Well, did Char is that a is that a like when you look at the end of that match? Mm. Raw Raw don't look like it won that one. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Like, like Charlotte beat the fire out of her with that stick. And she looked beat. And she, <laughs> the baddest woman on the planet looked like she got her ass whooped. Uh, and so, I don't know. Uh, that, Rousey, one, that, that one in the pre-show match, I think we got we got a show here. Rousey did all the selling and sympathy after, including refusing to be carried out and walking out on her own. The crowd was booing and catcalling her like nobody's business. <laughs> this wasn't as good as the Lynch match at Evolution, but given Rousey's inexperience, it was really even more impressive. Four and a quarter stars Wow! for the ladies here. Uh, he also says, even though Flair was cheered heavily and Rousey booed, my impression is that nobody was that upset by it. The reality is that a pay-per-view crowd wants to be there for a moment, and that was a moment they will cheer turns because they saw something noteworthy. This will also cheer a heavy violence angle. And they wanted to shoot a heavy violence angle with Rousey uh, dog. Walk me through turning flair here. And how do you think most, uh, both women did? I, I thought they did great. I thought the match was great. I thought that it looked, it did look physical. It looked like they were going at it. And I think they were a little bit, but, but that, and that's a, again, why they were, probably close to tears the whole time uh as, as hard as they were going but that's the reason when they do that double down and you and you hear those people you can't deny that inside that that's palpable that's uh that's real you know what i mean and so when they got emotional and that's that's the people that watch the stuff and respect it but the same people i get mad at a lot and, I, and i'm sorry for that but they know what they're looking at and this kind of stuff was it's real and it's good man and and that's you know, I, I agree with Meltzer, and nine times out of ten, I I disagree with him just by design. Is it fair that crowds react more to moments now more than even back then? Um, I don't know. I mean, I look, we're still talking about moments of Degeneration X and moments of uh, milk being sprayed in the ring and moments of beer being sprayed in the ring, and so so there's still moments that were loved and are cherished, and we still literally have A and E shows on them about uh, you know today uh, about about the past, and so I don't know if it's any more, but I, I agree with his take on they they come there and they'll buy they. Don't, what are they going to talk about the next day? You know what I mean? That, that with Charlotte Flair, they're going to talk about that the next day uh, because it was aggressive. It was, uh, I don't want to use the word violent because we're both like willing participants here. So it's not so much as just a violent, uh, but it was aggressive. And she laid that kendo stick in and it, and it cut her a couple of times and welted her. And, you know, it was, you felt it. 
you felt those kendo stick shots and you felt her rage and her face and her tears and her, you know what I mean? She was going, ah. So it's, it was, it was a moment for sure. And do, do people love moments? Hell yeah, they do. Um, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to our closer here, uh, with Brian turning heel on AJ just a few days before Brian ends up working as the baby face essentially. Yeah. Because how else do you work with Brock Lesnar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, was this a challenge to book with after the fact, or was just just another day? No, it was it was hard afterwards. You know what I mean, like because it's, but but you know I you know in your mind win, lose or draw, Daniel Bryan's going to go out there and have a hell of a match. He's going to have a great match with anybody. Then you add in Brock and his ability to physically tell stories in the ring, uh, head and shoulders above just about anybody else, like it or not. And so you know they're going to have a great match. So it's really no harm, no foul. Uh, and I know people talk about wins and losses so much, and I, I always contradict them and say they don't matter. But this is one of the things that argues in my, in my favor. Like Brock beat him, but Brock beat him in a hell of a, a battle, like a struggle battle. You know what I mean? That that took you on emotional ride, and and a, and so booking on the other side of it was your original question. Nobody's dinged up after this, man. They just had a hell of a match, and Brian came up short. And it's so it's nobody's. He's not dead to me on SmackDown now because he lost. You know what I mean? Um, I argue he's he's more more. Uh, marketable and, and profitable than ever because he endured that beating and keep kept coming. You know what I mean? It's you can't keep a good man down. All right, here we go. Let's uh, recap this real, real fast. Brock Lesnar right. pinned Daniel Bryan in 1843. Bryan actually started off taunting Lesnar and stalling. He was a heel at the start. Lesnar then punched him in the side of the head and gave him a German <laughs> suplex right on the back of his head with Bryan's neck issues. That looked so scary. So uh, scary. For everybody, really? you can know it's, you know, they're working together, you know, it's all, and you still just like Drake Maverick earlier, pee your pants a little because you go, oh, well, Daniel Bryan's dead. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, he's dead. So what do we do now? Lesnar it's going to be hard to book on. now that he's dead. <laughs> yeah. That made it difficult to book if you, on the If other you side. saw it, if you, and that's what I mean by it takes you on an emotional roller coaster. You do look like, like Daniel's a little crap stirrer at the beginning and doing it. And then when he dumps him on his head, you immediately go in your mind to, well, he just got cleared like a month, two months ago. Uh, He ain't supposed to be. Uh, And it just, from then on, anything he does, including standing up is like a huge victory to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was just like, thank God he's alive. (laughs) Lesnar was ragdolling him. Fans were cheering for Lesnar at this point. And he started with all the suplexes. Lesnar then picked up Brian at two when he had him beat. Brian had done nothing on offense. At this point, Brian looked out, uh, looked out, but then threw some kicks. Lesnar uh, picked him up for the F5 to finish him, but ref Mike Kyoto got bumped. Oh, my. Oh, come on, Mike. Brian you had gave one Le- job, bro. <laughs> Brian gave Lesnar a low kick and running knee for the great near fall. The crowd up until this point was mad about the one-sided match. They were taunting the match with uh, the idea that it was the same Lesnar squash when they brought, when they thought Brian might win, they went nuts from a story. <laughs> they totally changed on that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, sell down and so <laughs> right up into the big running knee. So good. From a storytelling yeah. point of view, 
this was great. The crowd this was heavily awesome. pro Brian the rest of the way, and he worked as a baby face. Brian <laughs> went for a pescado. I believe yeah. that's Spanish for fish, I believe. No, no, no. It's a biscuit. It's a small biscuit, a coffee oh, yeah. biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pescado. Yeah. Uh, Lesnar caught him. Uh, but Brian slid out and threw Lesnar into the post. Brian used a running knee. Got him with a, I think right there, what he hit him with was a, a vanilla wafer. Really? Or vanilla wafers, I think they're okay. called. Yeah. Uh, Brian went for a tope, but again, Lesnar caught him and rammed his back into the post. Lesnar had the steps and went, and those, went. Those brown, those chocolate and white cookies. They're those called are topes? topes. Yeah, I think really? so. Really? I think so. My uncle had a bad tope. He thought it looked good, but it I was. I know. Uh, it was too much tope. Yeah, it was just. Just those bangs kind of were in the little crooked. Bless his heart. He's the one that passed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't talk about Brian, Uncle, it was Uncle Bruno. Yeah, Uncle Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Brian had another flying knee off the apron and another running knee. But Lesnar kicked out again. People thought this was the Whoa, finish. This was the finish. The idea Lesnar gotcha. kicked out of his finish once and wouldn't so much later. Brian used a chop block and wrapped Lesnar's leg around the post. Yes. Brian used a missile drop kick, a running drop kick in the corner, and went for another, but Lesnar caught him for an F5. But the knee gave out. Oh, storytelling, yes bro. And also kept giving Lesnar a nasty crossface. Lesnar powered out and hit the F5 for the pin. Four and a half stars, man. We yeah. got multiple over four star stars. matches. Yeah, yeah. So, and look, sixty-one percent. You said earlier was a thumbs up. So, yeah, this, this was a right, wrong, or indifferent. This was good wrestling all night long, and it doesn't matter who won. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go back and keep stats about a you know phony sport, uh, okay, go ahead and do that. But I mean, uh, your but team it's, didn't it's, win. Not, it's okay, not real. Don't. It's not real. I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> Uh, no, but it was. But think about it. Daniel Bryan came out of this like a stud. Uh, Charlotte came out of this like a woman possessed, you know. And so the booking was all good for me on the other side, even with all the losses. I think with the observer says this. I think with hindsight, we can see that Vince McMahon feels that he shouldn't beat Lesnar with anyone until the person, whoever that is, needs the big win. Is that a fair assessment? Of how uh, assessment of how Vince views Brock in your mind, dog? Yeah, for sure. And I, look, I don't think that's. I think that's that's not a stretch. That's a legitimate thought process because you've seen Brock over the years. Who's going to take him down? And if it's going to be somebody, it's going to be somebody you're giving the carrot to. And so that's that's that was that was Roman. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was that was Roman. Why are why do you think we didn't see more of these two together? They had a great match. Everything was great. It was like you said, the storytelling was believable. They, they thought Daniel Bryan had a chance. They were so good, but we we never saw any more of that. I think in a lot of people's mind, and and this could not be uh, everybody's thought process, but I think in a lot of people's mind, it was a novelty to a point because of the size difference and because of. Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Like I, I now I know and you know that that's going to be awesome and they're going to do some stuff. But I don't know if you know that because you know who they are or you've seen them have the match. But if you're if you're looking to promote it from Vince McMahon's standpoint, like he's going to promote Evil Knievel jumping the Grand Canyon. He's not going to do it jumping uh, Murder Creek down here in Jay. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's going to he's gonna, and so. 
you just make it as big as you can. And I don't if think you see fought, it on the poster. I, Brock Lesnar should fought, beat him every time. If every you're going time. to fight every time. Yeah. And so I, I think it was more of a situational booking. And look, I, I, I don't know. And especially after seeing the match, I don't know that I agree with that. I'm just saying that's what the, that's what the picture is, is what's on the marquee. And, right. and maybe, maybe David versus Goliath is a great story, but I don't know if it sells, you know what I mean? Especially if David doesn't win. Um, when you look back on it, this really started a hot point for the WWE as we sit here five years later. Yeah. How proud are you? How proud are you are of this and being involved in this kind of another hot point for the yeah, company? It's, look, it's it's what we uh, it's what we talked about earlier. So to being able to sit there in that hot seat and 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 produce, direct, whatever you want to call it, kind of your, your fingerprints and your your creative. Uh, Vision, and when I say creative vision, I'm talk, not talking about who's going to beat who and what match they're going to be and what stipulation. I'm talking about vision of the television show, vision of how long the music should play before you cut it, and the, so so it's a whole whole lot of stuff going on that you're in control of and you're kind of keeping going. And, and so when you do that and you're done with three hours and you go, holy crap! It's not like oh my guys didn't win a match. It was like that was friggin' awesome. You know what I mean? Just like the fans chant it, we get in the car and go, holy crap, what about Charlotte beating the crap out of Ronda? You know what I mean? Like you're, it, yeah. It's just like everybody else, except we knew it was going to happen and we're going to, we got to go tomorrow and figure out how to, what to do after it. You know what I mean? Like that's the only right. difference. We're all fans. We all love this and we're all trying to do the best we can. Uh, but it goes back to those guys booing uh, Malik Willis uh, on the Tennessee Titans. People just think they're better and smarter than everybody else. And that's, that's, we should get away from that. Uh, but not, we're not going to do that anytime soon. <laughs> uh, dog, I got a fan question we're going to get to. It's a really good question. Okay. Uh, I know we're getting low on time, but yep. I want to make sure I get in. But first, I want to tell everybody listening if your business targets 25 to 50 year old men, there's no better place to advertise than right here with us on Oh, You Didn't Know. You've heard us do ads for some of the same companies for years. You know why? Because it works. They work. With our super targeted audience, there's very little ways. Go to advertisewithdog.com. That's dog with two G's, of course. Two G's. You can find out. Hey, and look, I'm friends with, remember, you can barely see it, but that's Shawn Michaels and Hunter. Like, I'm standing next to them. Hunter even has his arm around me. Look at that. So, see, I used to be. That guy could be shilling your product, your your company, your event. Whatever it may be, small or large, go to advertisewithdog.com and let us start chatting about you. We'd love to we'd love to pimp your stuff. We'd I love would it. love that. I would love to be a pimp. Uh, dog, uh, the real thick shady sent us this I know question. Him. And he's not even that heavy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he I said, don't. when the story of brand supremacy is implemented for Survivor Series... Do you think it would create even more excitement for the matches if there were stakes to win? Example, winning brand gets Royal Rumble advantages. What's your thoughts there? I, that's very interesting. But I just think you I think you book yourself into a corner because things change. You know what I mean? It's 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 get, getting the title out of the Royal Rumble match like okay, that you can get there and you can, and if something happens to the dude, you could have somebody step up or whatever like it. But, but booking so far out with cert certainties, 
I feel like you just get in trouble that way. I, look, no. I, I love it. We always talked about, so it's just for brand supremacy. That seems lame. You know what I mean? But, but, but does it like, as your, if your team won, would you feel like <laughs> pretty good yeah. about yourself? You know, I don't know. Um, so, so I just think it's probably, I think it would be problematic in the long run because you would, you would write yourself into stuff that you wouldn't be able to fulfill due to injuries, due to last minute changes made. And look, I think things are, are changing for the better for as far as long-term storytelling goes. But in this, this uh, fill content and work harder and work faster world that we live in now in this industry, um, you got you to gotta get it while you can. I don't know what the question was. I lost my track of train of thought. <laughs> you know, you nailed it. Okay. It was whether it should have... Uh, implications yeah, it's just, on the it would, it would, yeah. it would come back to bite you more times than it would work out. Um, before you leave here, uh, like subscribe, leave a five-star rating on all platforms. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. He's at Brian RD James. I'm at the Casio kid. Uh, you can follow us on the show, please at you didn't know pod. That's where you can interact with us there. And if you're yep. on YouTube, like subscribe, turn on notifications at youtube.com slash D O. GG. Yeah, we do a lot of YouTube exclusives, so you want to turn on your notifications for that. Here we go with a thankful minute. I don't know if I'm in it. Um, okay, so we're, that was a preview. We like to preview our our stuff coming up. Um, that was like a little preview for what we're going to do here in a second. Thankful um, minute. I was like Maverick. I peed a little bit just then. Um, just then? Yeah, okay. it, it came in hot in my ears. <laughs> Uh, that was the second show in a row. We've had a bomb launched in the middle. Hey, at the end, I love so. that. I love that Dom said, what the? <laughs> yeah, he did it. And he hey, still doesn't do it. We... <laughs> yeah, he's mad at us for some reason. I'm booing him. Uh, Malik Willis, boo. <laughs> I'm not, uh, like, I'm not subscribe. Done. Leave a comment. If you're watching on YouTube right now, leave yeah, comment. Us a, a comment. Even if it's you guys suck. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay they, with that. Just put boo. No. Then people think they hate us. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. Say you love us. Yeah, say We're I great. wish this I wish this I wish this pod would have went four hours. Say that. That's what I want. <laughs> no, no, God, don't say that. No, we don't want it to, but yeah, they sorry. can comment. I'm sorry it's gone too, to be quite it'll, honest. It'll with make you. us look like people want more of oh, it. Oh, they want yeah, more yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a facade on social media. Say that you know and then that. say, You sure got pretty lips, boy. <laughs> um all right, we do got a couple segments to get to. One of them is going to be that <laughs> hot, thankful minute before we get out of here. But first, we got to hit up Top Dog. That's where I throw out three sports entertainers. You tell me, are you a better sports entertainer than mm. them? Are you ready, dog? I am ready. Here we go. I feel like we might have done these, but we're going to try them. <laughs> okay. And see if your answers are different. Than and they before. might be different this time. Number one, are you a better sports entertainer than Bruiser Brody? Oh, God. Uh, oh, well, no, been, I'm just going to say no and move well, on. First to of all, if he's alive, he'd murder you. He, well, he would, would murderize you. Yeah, me. he would kill you if you said hey, he would. You know what? And I, like, what a great guy. Like, he was a big football player, like, down there with, with Stan Hansen and all them. And they just got into the business and took over and ran, ran Japan for a while. Did you ever have any interaction with him? No, none. None. Don't think I ever saw him a day in my life, but man, what a bad dude. I'm going to say no just because. Uh, number two, are you a better sports entertainer than Harley Race? God, no. Hey, you can't compare me to Harley Race. 
That's when I say, what the? Somebody go look. I think we did this when you said it was a tie last time. With Harley Race? (laughs) I must have been looking for heat. I must have been trying to get heat (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) I must have been trying to get heat. Yeah, I must have tried to get heat on the interwebs. All right, here we go. So that's a no. That's a negatory. Okay, man, you're 0 for 2 here. I know, I suck. Uh, Are you a better sports entertainer than Danhausen? Very evil. I'm glad he put this one in there because I did want to piss off the internet a little bit. Uh, of course I'm better than him. This <laughs> Look, I get – no, I'm not going to lie. I don't get it. I don't get what he's doing. I don't get what's going on. You should. I, I wish I did, but I don't. And so what uh, – He's a fantastic guy. Great character. I know the kid. I, I met yeah. the kid. Great kid. Great. I, I don't – I have seen the character – I I uh, I don't understand it, so maybe that's part of my issue. But can he wrestle? Like that has to be part of the yeah, criteria. He can go. He can go. Yes. No, he can't go. Don't yeah. say that because that gives what? people that can go a bad name. Dog. He's not good at wrestling. Let's say that out loud and be okay with it. He's really good at the other stuff. Can I say that? Very nice, very evil. I, I'm. This is your segment. You're trying to okay. drag me into I the mud. I feel bad you. because I didn't mean to, to drag him into the mud. Because I did meet the kid. He's a good guy on, on an autograph session. Good, respectful kid. Uh, I do. There, he has made something out of this character that is way more than I see in it. But that's because I'm old, out of sure. date guy you know what i mean like i'm okay with that i don't get his character and so but i'm also smart enough to know that a lot of people do and if i had him on my show i'd have him in all kinds of backstages i just wouldn't have him wrestle too much look it's a it's well one it's an opinion which is all wrestling it's do you like a person or not and second uh, especially on the Sports entertainer part. We're not talking I, about I, in the ring going, you know, five stars. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, pe- but I, I do feel you gotta. Well, okay. Apparently, apparently not. I'm sorry. I take that back. You do not have to get more than one star to be good. I don't know. I had to say that to protect exactly. myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. You are one and two this week. Okay. That's not uh, bad. Yeah, I mean, you, but and you look the two were. Let me ask two you this: you met, you met the kid, right? Yes. Man, Could I take time. him in a real fight? Yeah, he's not a big guy. No, he's not a big guy. But what if he knows like hoist crazy jujitsu or something? And he has you know evil powers, so you got to well, watch out. I'm not out. worried about his evilness because very of, evil, but very nice from what I understand. Very nice, and very so evil. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if he's going to wrap around me like anaconda, he might he might take me. I'd say this, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. <laughs> and I want okay? them buns to be sent up. You can do you know side bends or sit ups. <laughs> I want my buns to be sent <laughs> up. Is there a sent bun in my you put John's, that in the comments? I want John sent buns. <laughs> How is that not a character? John sent buns. Oh. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, also, you got to get our merchandise. Go to boxagimmicks.com. Box you gimmicks. can get our latest uh, Waffle House, uh, well, excuse me, Hoodie. Mountain Critters <laughs> style t shirt. It's just random 
yellow block letters. We just That's pulled all. that out of thin air. I don't know where the what that behind it is. Right. If you are watching on YouTube, never mind the Waffle House menu, menu behind yeah. it. No, that has nothing to do with it. But this, I will take an all-star with a Waffle Cook Light, and I'd like that out first, like an appetizer, please. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like waffles, but I'll kick you in the nuts. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I learned that from Jeff Jarrett, by the way. The, the waffle out first. Oh, like a good appetizer. Good appetizer, and then he drank that glass of milk. He was good to go. Then did the steak and eggs come? Boy, my man can eat. He's yeah. an impressive eater, my friend. Um, yeah. before we get out of here, you've you've got a preview earlier. Um, we have the <laughs> thankful minute where we put sixty seconds on the clock. I, I probably uh, say the same thing every time, but it's okay. I'm just what I'm thankful. Who for. cares? Yeah, who my, cares? My show, I can be thankful for. It We've heard complaints about this show. None of it's been about the thankful minute, so we're good. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. So here we go. Throw it up there yet again, Dom, and let's hear what Dom here you got to say, dog. Go. <laughs> so loud. I don't know if I can speak now over that. Now it's to forty-five seconks. Oh, no, now we've, we've, we've okay. Listen, listen, I forgot what I was going to say, but, but I, I'm, I mentioned earlier, I'm busier than I've ever been. I'm babysitting my grandkid. I'm literally stepping in the other room to do meetings on the conference calls on the phone and, and, and just running all over the place. My daughter, you know, can't, can't drive right now due to some medical issues. So I'm driving her to college and back and all the chaos like is just, is just molding my days to where I'm just getting to spend time with the people I love every day. And whether it's riding to, to college with my youngest daughter, it's, I know I got 45 minutes with my youngest daughter to ride and talk and listen to music or whatever. And in the mornings I got time. I know with my grandson who I'm babysitting me and my wife do that. So just the, the busyness of my life uh, right now feels great. And I'm thankful for it. How about that? We got yeah. through that. Nicely done. Yeah, it and I am, man. I'm I'm so busy that I just want to friggin' sit down for a second. But it's when I look at what I'm busy doing, if I'm not thankful, I'm just being stupid. You know what I mean? I'm just being a hater, a hater of life. Hey, I you know, look, I, I'm I'm a grown man. I'd love a 45 minute car ride with my dad one more time. Amen. Uh, and that's Amen. not possible. So if you can do that, do it. And I, you know, I think the cool part is that. Somewhere down the line, she's going to remember those car rides. Amen. Uh, and it's going to be awesome, man. Amen. I know. All I right. love it. I love it. Everybody hit us up. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for engaging with us every single time. Follow yep. us all over social media. Sorry we went this long. Like, literally, we're sorry. I'm just talking to my wife. <laughs> uh, I'm thanks, just everybody. She watch. We appreciate she, she watch. it. If you don't like us going over two hours, we got well, two words for you. Suck it. Mm. There he is.